Good morning, Kindred, and welcome to Vegas by Night Mayday Roleplay's Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. It is honestly amazing to be here live in front of a near 100,000 viewer count and not to be pre-recorded whatsoever. Mm-mm. Who would have known that we would be here live in the flesh for this sort of a turnout? Insane. Uh, if at any point we fail completely to chuckle at your very funny chat joke or do not recognize your comment that I named another NPC Ronald, please <laughs> bear with us as we have had to pre-record this episode in an effort to keep with our trad core schedule, baby. This is so that we can bring you the same schedule, same Saturday, same everything, right? Uh, If you have missed out on any chapter of Vegas by Night, do not fear. You can still check it out on Spotify, Twitch VOD, and our YouTube channel as of right now. If you're wondering how you can get more May Day in your life, you can catch our stream here every other Saturday for our main show. You can follow us on all major platforms. I see your hands. Please give me a moment. No. (laughs) Go ahead. What is it, Mal? What does trad core mean? (laughs) Traditional core. What what is traditional? <laughs> our traditional schedule. What more do you want from me? The day we oh, usually why didn't you just say our traditional schedule. Because I wanted to say trad wife schedule, he's and I thought it hit. might be offensive. I was gonna say <laughs> he's he's going for the there's more, there's more lore. We'll give you the answer off the air. A trad wife is someone that fetishes uh, fetishizes the idea of being like a 1950s housewife. And so you call yourself a trad oh, wife, yeah. and I wanted to say, tra- it's okay, people, we're okay. If you're wondering how you can get more Mayday in your life, you can catch our stream here every other Saturday for our main show on our trad tour schedule. You can her. follow us on all major platforms as well. Spotify, SoundCloud for podcasting uh, friendly recordings of all our major shows and streams. And finally, you can donate to us on Patreon and join our Patreon Discord. The Discord is really where we've had a chance to build a beautiful family that we cherish so much, uh, that's built entirely around the things that we've been able to put out because of their donations. We have patrons who have joined each other's games and played in some hosted by ourselves. We've struck up the doom to repeat Deadpool now that season three has begun recording. And there are some spicy takes in there. Uh, We have started a thread concerning a patron's campaign set within Cthulhu's terrifying yellow mark universe. And I've spent some time helping to torture their players. And we just dropped the early viewing of our newest Valentine special of our playthrough of Visigoths versus Malgoths. We gave you a little second session there. Really excited. If you're already a part of our Patreon, you can view it now. Everyone, everyone else will have to wait. So suffer or give us money. That's the deal here, folks. In addition to all that craziness, you get an opportunity to listen to exclusive Patreon content and behind-the-scenes information. We'd Should like to give you make a, that movement again with your hands and those rings. What is it? Oh, that is very nice. That needs to be like a like a GIF or something. We need that in the emotes. A GIF? Yeah. I had myself it's muted. We do not have time. We don't have time. the clinking clanking of the metal, too. Right. Sorry, I keep interrupting. It's been a long day. I would just like to say that GIF is how the creator named it, and you would not uh, change a baby's name, would you? Yes. Uh, I changed it to peanut butter. GIF is a GIF. 
to give you a tangible way you've helped us in recording. The, uh, uh, let me start this one over again. We'd like to give a shout out as well to our handler level Patreon contributors. It's because of your involvement in our content that we can begin thinking of all the big picture ideas we have for Mayday. To give you a tangible way that you've helped us recently. In recording the newest Doom to Repeat, we noticed an audio issue concerning my mic and were immediately able to dip into our funding to fund the solution. All because you all had our backs. You bought that for us. And now I'm a semi-functioning human being again. Um, so a big thank you to Ankh, to OGPan, to Bimblewart, to Cameron S, to Eric A, and Jonathan M, Ren, WTF, and Alex Johnson. Thank you guys for uh, making my mic work better. We really appreciate it. Uh, other than that, please check out our Delta Green campaign, Doom to Repeat, in anticipation for season three, where we've already begun crying. Uh, our fantasy campaign centered in the island world of Ashoka, where Eli crafts a world so brimming with love it leaks into every recording. And if you get in now, you can be prepared for future Ashoka content later, where you can understand exactly what we're trying to do this year and years forward. And our old World of Darkness campaign using the Orpheus system with the one and only Vince from Black Project Gaming fame. All of which are available on all major podcasting platforms, YouTube, and our Twitch. Finally, we just want to give love to our last member, Vince, who's on a little Mayday vacation. And if you haven't heard already, Vince has been signed on to create some incredible expansion material for the new Street Wolves source book by Tablecat Games. So look out for Dead Hand when it inevitably hits the TTRPG community and go buy Street Wolves today if you get a chance. Uh, Vince does incredible work. Being a part of his campaigns were some of the most incredible uh, moments I had last year. And uh, now you get that opportunity and you get an, an incredible opportunity to check out PV's awesome source book for Street Wolves. Uh, it's a great time to get into the Vince and PV market uh, like we have. We love you both. Uh, thank you guys. Vince, come back home soon. Uh, before we get started today, I just want to remind everyone that Vampire the Masquerade can be a dark setting, and as such, there are content warnings for any watching. I know we recently in Mayday here have been working a lot on safety tools and uh, how much consent we can give at the table to make sure that everyone feels safe. That goes for people who are as close as us, but also people who uh, have just met each other and starting up a game or just taking in a game like you are now. So please take care of yourself and be aware. We're going to explore violent themes, plenty of adult language and darker subjects. But in specific, uh, this session will be dealing with corpses, trypophobia, fear of bugs, arachnophobia, and depictions of homicide. Um, if you have any fears of water or uh, any waterborne travesties, that might be a situation for you as well. Just keep yourself safe. Without further ado, we're going to get started. Humanity was cursed, and because of that curse, certain preparations had to be made in the defense of a family long dead. In some of our most recent nights, in the House of Death, the two largest warring factions of the necromantic kindred, now known as the Hakata, found unity in their fear. The family Giovanni and the family Cappadocian laid daggers at the table and shook hands in open negotiation. The rest of the family, each branch growing from the rich grave soil, was present and accounted for. The barons, the gorgons, the flesh eaters, the bankers, the whores, the siblings, and the masters of grudges. All of them 
struck by the simultaneous suffering bereft upon each of their splintered clans, a great cataclysmic culling of their family tree. Most notably, the destruction or disappearance of the patriarch of all living and unliving Giovanni, the antediluvian of their ages, the man who ate of the Cappadocian's hope and forged a century of poisoned waters between the two families. With Augustus's mysterious exit from the field of play, new blood was given something to bargain with and something to fear. As the specters and wraiths at Augustus's control were now released back into the world, and with all blame pointing back to the Giovanni who remained. To add insult, the Harbingers of Skulls saw opportunity in the maelstrom of chaos brought on by the suffering in this new age, and sacked the holdings of all Giovanni in the city of Venice, effectively dwindling the clan's claim. In addition, the truce signed by the Giovanni, and subsequently all Hikata, with the Camarilla, the promise of 1528, was coming to a close. This fickle document created as an amnesty of arms was made to tie back the hands of those so keen on destruction. It promised that the Camarilla and Giovanni would remain impartial in each other's business apart from both organizations. And in exchange, the Camarilla would prevent the Giovanni's demise in any altercation related to their civil war. With the clock ticking, close to the end of this agreement, and the Burns felt so much strife against each branch, a motion was made. A dinner to celebrate what had been lost, what had been gained, and to host a wake for the dead and the living, something they called the family reunion. A place to sing a dead man's dirge and unite in the familial connection only a funeral can bring about. There was song and dance, conversation and drinking, and eating, so much eating. And in the foyer, over dinner, with clinked glasses and a southern view of the cemetery grounds that sat beautifully under their ancestral tree, those that tend the garden of the world's most precious flowers made pact to do so in earnest togetherness, drawing weapons free from the hands of siblings and uniting in a singular purpose to draw out the secrets of the cosmos within oblivion, to navigate the abyss as a combined force of the magus made in death. They named themselves Hikata and made their will manifest. And for this, we will bite and scratch until our backs feel the wall. We will insist on the bloodshed of our brother for the comparison of crop. We will spit in the eyes of any who would call our charge for blood needless. That is until the sun begins to rise and the fear of the end feels so deeply enough that anyone might resemble a friend. Even those who live in death will find that terror seeps into marrow at the thought of it because there are few things the beast fears more than the ending of our hunger. But that fear will end. We will kill our darlings. Welcome to Vegas by Night. I have to say I did not know that. Well, I did not know that about Baltimore. I'm happy to know it now. Um, to anyone in Baltimore that is suffering through that, I support you. Uh, but maybe just stay away from your brothers a little bit, yeah? Okay. Listen, Shit. we need to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Caleb James Miller, and I will be playing your storyteller today. 
I'm Aaron, I'm Enoch, and, uh, boy. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Allegro, and I play Mal. I'm Amanda, and I play Allison. I'm Eli, and I'm playing Niles. I'm Sergio, and I'm your resident Ravnos, Burrows. Mm. I'm Zach, and I play Sybil, a.k.a. Kendrick the Snake's mom. Yes, oh, Kendrick. So, to begin our session, we do have a recap performed by Mal. Mal, whenever you're ready. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm going to be slow today. <clears throat> hey, this is Julie, and I can't come to the phone right now, so just leave me a message, and I'll get back to you when I can. And if this is Mal, our calc quiz and our calc quiz and isn't until Thursday the 18th. Tutoring is open tomorrow at lunch in the library. You've still got time. Hey, this is Julian. I can't come to the phone right now, so please leave a message and I'll call you back when I get a chance. And if this is Mal, don't forget your antibiotics. You got to finish them out this time. And if this is Mal, Lydia's homework folder is in my backpack. I'll ride, on my, I'll ride by on my bike before you have to take her to school. I know your parents don't like when I drop her off after dark, or when I drop by after dark. Don't worry, we're get it, we'll get it there in time. And if this is Mal, our security deposit isn't due for another four days. The place is ours, we just have to get the money together. Don't worry, we have time. And if this is Mal, take a deep breath. It's gonna happen this time, I can feel it. Hey, baby. Uh, Jay. Julian. I've memorized every answering machine message you had. That sounds desperate, but it's true. I was desperate. I wanted to be like a flower, reaching up from under the dirt, climbing into your presence, warmed by the sun, eventually making my own food to grow. <laughs> but what did I turn out to be? A mushroom, spreading and thriving in your shadow. And it felt good there, safe. I wanted to be here because you were here and that was more than I could say for anything else but Lydia. So I'd call sometimes when I knew you couldn't answer just to hear your voice. I still whisper them out loud to myself sometimes before the sun comes up and I die again. I remember that someone wanted me because I was me. Helps me feel real again. But the safety net doesn't feel the same anymore. Because I don't I don't think I can ever hear your voice again. I'm gonna live for centuries and I'll never hear your voice again. It keeps hitting me how fucked up that is. Even though you're still around and even though I could come to see you and... <sighs> the second life isn't all it's cracked up to be. What's the point of super cool magic powers if they don't do you any good? 
We've still lost a friend already. We've still been betrayed by fucking Enoch, no matter what he thinks he's doing for us. Even Allison looked like she was on her back foot about what was happening. I wonder if she'll change her tune if the blood hunt gets off the ground. Ugh, I can't believe that drowned Gucci nightmare thought he was saving us. Now, not only have we broken our promise to the murderous Lady of the Lake, but drawing this much attention feels like it's putting a target on our backs. Not to mention starting a fucking war, apparently, and whatever's behind that door, and whoever the fuck he was that Lotta was talking about, the heartbeat that only I could hear, for that matter, what the fuck is in my basement? So now, now, Burroughs and Sib are in a house full of Hakata, who are connected in a way that I still don't fully understand with Tweedle G-Spot and Tweedlecom. God, I really hope they're getting further than we are here. I mean, the Hakata seems like a solid lead. I, if it doesn't pan out into another disaster, I don't know. You're never going to hear this, so why does it fucking matter? I still want to tell you. Because meanwhile, Niles and I are out at Bubblegum Manor and Mommy Ex-Wife. Okay, side note, what the fuck is with this group and Mommy Wives? What's, why? She wants her little husband to come back to her and like sit on the throne next to each other and they're thinking about going? Even though Cisco is on their way to the dam right now. God, why the fuck didn't I go to them first? That would have been the smart move, but no, I had to go help save this body mod queen of the door. That was a great time to ask about your message. <laughs> I can't believe how much I've missed already. I'm glad this didn't ruin you getting a little bit, though. I, I don't know what I would have... You keep her safe, okay? I won't really know either way, except... Except that I know you, so... I'm not worried. For a long time, I wasn't sure if keeping my humanity was worth it. I'm still not. I am keeping my promise, even if this is just a half-life. It's one of the only tethers I have left. And these people. The new generation. Ridiculous name. They had shitty lives. And now this one is too. The second time around should be easier or better or... Not this. These people need a monster who will fight for them. I couldn't do that my first chance because I didn't know what it meant to lose no matter what I thought. And now I do. And these fuckers I've fallen in with deserve better than whatever scraps of shit were being tossed down from on high. So, um, you and I, I think we're finally out of time. It's probably for the best if you don't think of me anymore. Let's discuss the only reason you're still here. What our hungers are at. Thus. Two. One for Burroughs. Three. I have zero, which I'm like, really? Did you kill a man? 
That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Unless you drain like someone completely last session, you would be at yeah, one. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to. I don't believe we one. did. Yeah, no, I don't know why that did that. Racking my brain, you do. All of you do quite a bit of killing. I can't remember last session. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Seems like a backhanded comment to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that the woman in the vent of a gas station would like to have a few words about that, Enoch. She's okay. Oh, yes. She's better off than all of you. Standard. Let's discuss uh, experience. Would anyone like to divulge to the audience any changes to our sheets that we have made that we can look forward to in the future? I have scraped enough XP together to unlock Bonecraft. <laughs> Sounds safe. Rad. Bonecraft. Just a natural progression of things. It's fine. Of course. First comes the flesh, then comes the bones. It's fine. <laughs> <Haunting>. <laughs> <laughs> Just normal Bonecraft absolutely will come up, uh, I'm sure, uh, and we will see exactly the ramifications for Niles in that direction. Does anyone else like uh, have anything they'd like to declare on their taxes? No, but it might come up in game. Beautiful. Okay. Oh. The last that we left mm. all of you, uh, we had two members skating to the Hikata Mansion on the two motorcycles that one of which just recently learned how to use themselves after a successful conversation with the anarchs uh impeding well demanding their impediment of the camarilla's rush to lada and the door uh, meaning that niles and mal will join us shortly um basically uh on the heels of this uh this gathering here to revel in what is another family reunion of the Las Vegas Hikata at the Rothstein Estate at the top of the Valley of Fire, overlooking a massive canyon that leads back into Las Vegas, where you all are in the Tombstone Manor, the huge, brutalist buildings of the Hikata family within Las Vegas, where hundreds, hundreds of the Hikata's guests have been brought in uh, if any rumors or auspicious monologues at the start of uh, vampire podcasts have to say about the downfall of the Hikata and their rebuilding, this party has something completely different to say. This party is a reminder that this place is thriving, that these people have succeeded, that they have returned en masse. You have just heard a speech from the very important Shlomo Rothstein Jr. and a man who is uh, equally terrifying as he is uh, albinistic in feature, who uh, celebrated the success of a recent ritual that the Hikata had put on in their own namesake, something they called the Hikatome, uh, which, as they put it, was a sacrifice for greater uh, things. In addition, they welcomed the Camarilla openly and publicly within the members of uh, their guests, and an auspicious, terrifying second guest, uh, a man they referred to as Kerr, the Great Beast. We will pick up back in this, the lobby of the Tombstone Manor, with Burroughs, Sybil, 
and Enoch. The only not in attendance is Allison, who has managed to sneak their way up to the second floor past some of the armed guards into the third floor, uh, a location she, uh, she was uniquely warded against by one of the most prominent members of the Hikata. We'll see if that comes back to bite her. To begin with... <laughs> of course it will. Of course. Let's come back to the lobby. Burroughs, Sybil, Enoch, you've just witnessed the entrance of this, you think Nosferatu, caved in and pockmarked in these massive caverns that hose infestations as though his body has rotted out to the core and become a home, uh, a haven for insects. Uh, this tarantula-covered, wasp-swarmed man has made off with Shlomo Rothstein Jr. to the second floor and gone through a door that, if Allison was with you, could tell you leads into a study or a library of sorts, where a stone slab had been prepared earlier and a masked woman performed a ritual unspoken. Is there anything you all would like to do? Well, the big boy certainly complicates things, uh, but I suppose as long as we keep our best behavior, we should be all right. No reason to fight him yet, but I'm thinking about it. I'm more focused on why Shlomo Sr. isn't here. How are we going to approach that? I mean, he is supposed to be the only people we can trust, but he's not here. And I'm going to assume it's because of old Junior there. Right. But he lives here. I, I have an idea, but it, I don't know how fruitful it'll be. Um... How many of how many blood dolls are like still in the room right now? There are still so many circulating. You have to imagine that with more than a hundred people on the guest list, the need for blood among these kindred is so vital. Could you imagine a situation where so many of these, whether they're kindred, mortal, or ghoul alike, being subjected to a frenzy that might cause a chain reaction through all of these people. It is clear that the Rothstein family has prepared for such an occasion. There are many, many mortals with their wrists bared beautifully in front of you, running figure eights of this beautiful trail of viscera along the white marbled floors, enough that you could probably follow the trail of blood fresh in your nose, that gangrel senses moving you forward to find one easily enough that you could grab by the shoulder within a few seconds and turn to see their doe-eyed, needy complexion as they are desperate to have you take them. Hmm. I'm going to find the neediest one and roll for needy uh, yeah mm. <laughs> it's my needy score what what kind of flavor of desperation are you looking for i'm looking for um hmm, i want someone who who looks like they know the lay of the place like they've been here for more than one day or maybe this is not their first time being here uh but they are like, it is a bad day. I'm looking for someone that's having a bad time at this party, and it was supposed to be better than it was. You, just in thinking of the type of prey you need to bring to mind, someone who thought they were getting a good deal and suddenly have learned that maybe this place isn't everything it cracked up to be, you are visited with memories of a man 
on the carpet of a hotel room he did not expect to die in with his rib cage open and his long hair matted with the blood of his loss of life and that pale glazed over eyes staring up at you as you steal every last ounce of his dead blood all of these blood dolls look like f to you sybil all of them look like they're in over their heads. But you know what? Just in the interest of giving you another life to take for your own, give me wits plus awareness. Okay. It's a lot of dice. Okay. Let's spend a willpower. Okay, that's um, five successes. Five successes. You find uh, what is almost like a male model-esque platinum blonde, uh, thin, uh, terribly toned, but very skinny uh, individual. It's pale alabaster skin. Uh, with this incredible jawline that you imagine could cut even your bones. Um, he's beautiful, uh, half-naked, uh, 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 dressed in far too many belts that have been bondaged across his incredibly toned uh, lower midsection. Um, and he is currently talking to someone that immediately catches your eye even more than your first quarry. Uh, it is a tall, six-foot-five, uh, African-American or at least African-descended man with gold eyes, these big, incredible pulled-back dreads that have been laced through uh -oh. with jewelry and long-painted uh, 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 beautiful chains that come about. He's wearing this uh, almost industrial coat that goes over everything, and you can see that he's actually... Uh, kitted out many holsters that have been emptied for this event. He does not look like he fits the dress code, but he is wearing this slouch cropped uh, crew neck sweater that is running over a multi-colored outfit underneath um, that looks very um, like cyber goth. Uh, you would recognize this as Alphonse, the man that you met so long ago when you were just a circus circus driver for the Camarilla designed to take people from one place to another. And he is chatting up with what you would imagine the scent is just perfect off of this jaded little blonde, beautiful piece. Okay. Uh, that complicates things. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So she's going to... Dang. Yeah, okay, so she's going to approach them both. Um... First, only for the the blood doll. Uh, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt what's going on. Nice to see you again, she says to Alphonse. Uh, the the blood doll immediately, as soon as he can tell the two of you recognize each other, uh, goes immediately into decorum and shuts his mouth, nods, and then steps back with his open wrists and his head down to the floor, uh, almost without any recognition to the two of you. And Alphonse pivots on one boot to meet your eyes with those beautiful gold irises. 
cants down his head and gives you a grin that is all too knowing of the last moment you two shared together and the counting of the cash outside of an ATM safe box and the things that came after it. Mm. Uh, he is smiling at you uh, and he speaks plainly. Uh, oh, why would you ever apologize for coming back into my life to him or to me? It's good to see you. It's nice to see you too. I didn't expect you. I'm afraid I'm here on business. Otherwise, I think it would be fun to continue our conversation. Well, if it's anything like the last business we had, I'd say that we can have a little bit of both. Once this is concluded, we'll circle back. I have to say I'm a little shocked you're here. Why? Well, I didn't think you'd be invited. It's a very important guest list. And while I never wanted to be here, uh, I'm glad you're here now. Gives me something to do here. <laughs> yes, well, I'm disappointed to know that you didn't know that I was this important, but no child well, left behind, right? Of course. I found out after our little spat that Circus Circus is not exactly everything you made it up to be. <laughs> but you know I'd never put that past you. I appreciate it. Now, I do want to circle back to you, but I had plans for him, and I'm not a public feeder. I see. Leaving me for another man already. Hmm. And he reaches around and he pats the lower back of this blonde and sort of moves him towards up to, uh, to straight to your eyes, Sybil. And then Alphonse puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, uh, well, if you're not looking for me, we should catch up later and we can discuss uh, what you've missed this week. And then he moves past in those big jackboots of his, uh, cascading through the crowd. And you can see the noticeable um, bulge of a weapon on his back, one that was not checked previously into the room. Uh, but he begins to cascade through, through the halls, and you're left with this uh, sad little blonde number. Do you know a private room here? Sure, I could take you somewhere private. Um, where do you want to go? Anywhere. No particular preference, just not too far. Second floor would actually be better. Sure, there's a bedroom, a guest room on the second floor. Uh, it should be pretty private. Uh, we can lock the door. Good. There may be others in the room, but we can get them out. Good. Let's do that. He uh, takes you by the hand. Um, and holds your hand up high, almost in, um, in dramatic presentation to the rest of the room. And you do get some onlookers, as some of them were scoping him out previously. Uh, and you watch as you are sort of paraded through the rest of the foyer, up past those double set of stairs onto the second floor balcony, and down the hallway into a room off the left that is just a few paces from the stairs that Allison fled through just before. Uh, he takes you inside, and the bedroom is actually empty. Uh, it is a guest room, but it is immaculately uh, decorated. The floor turns from that illustrious white marble into this well-catered 
uh, carpet that uh, uh, cascades in a brocade across the room. And these decadent uh, vaulted canopies that run over the bed and a balcony that leads out to the the um, smell of fresh air that's cascading and pushing these curtains out beautifully into the room. Mm. It's and it's empty, right? Uh, it is empty. Yes. Okay, good. As soon as the door is, she closes the door with both of them inside, and she immediately just like shakes all of that off. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Do you, um, how long have you been here? How long have you been here working the party? Here, well, we were sent by slow maybe a week ago, a week and a half. Uh, I've been working the last eight days. Okay, so have you seen Shlomo Sr.? Uh, you, you mean the pale guy? Um, the, the one with the cane? You you get the sense he's almost describing Junior here. No, the, there's another one that I don't know if it's actually his dad. They've got a weird thing going on, but the one probably Shlomo Junior's sire, someone a little bit older. I I haven't seen anyone older than him, and he's the only one calling the shots. But you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't. Uh, and he, he retreats a little. No, listen. I understand what this is. I've been in your exact position before. I'm not going to... This isn't a normal... I have no intention of hurting you. I just want you to be honest, and I'll be honest too, and then we can both leave this room. So this is like a pretty woman thing? You're just going to sit here and talk to me for a few hours? It doesn't have to be ours. I would prefer if it weren't, but yes, sure. Listen, I'd almost prefer you bite me. Um, the tragedies kind of stick around longer than the feeling does. Mm. You people have stories that I just don't like to hear anymore. And you seem nice. You seem like you're maybe not going to snap my neck in a second. Maybe you will, and at this point, who cares? But... I'd almost prefer it if you don't tell me your life story. I don't want to hear it. I don't I don't want another sob story about being a thousand years old, please. Oh, no, that's not what this is. I do need information from you, and I do intend to be civil about it. In order to persuade him of this situation, that you mean him no harm, I think you need to give me a charisma plus persuasion check. But go ahead and add your dots from circulatory system because I believe that a doll would recognize a doll. There's a familiar glint of desperation in those eyes. Okay, sweet. That is six successes. Six successes. It's overwhelming. He stops. He stares at you. He furrows his brows a moment and... And just for a moment looks back to the balcony in the open window and allows for the, the cool air to hit his face. You can tell that for a moment his guard is lessening. Um, like maybe he's really uh, taking you at your word. He turns back to you. Um, he puts out his hand and he says, uh, I'm Alec. Alec, Sybil, nice to meet you. It's good to meet you too. Is Sybil your real name? Yes, yes, it's it's not my first name, but it's the name I choose to go by. 
Before? Yes, even before. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'll try and tell you everything I can. Uh, we see a lot. We're here a lot, and I'm one of the favorites around here, so. Okay. How can I help you? Did you notice anything weird? I mean, if you haven't seen Shlomo Sr., have you heard Junior talking about where he might have gone or any other weird stuff? It's a weird family, I understand, but go for it. There was some conversation among the dolls um, after a shift I had earlier in the week. I guess they did something. Everyone, um, the, the ghouls had the run in the house for the most part. We were ran by one of Junior's men. Um, and God, the only kindred in the house was that fucking gross creep with the tattoos on his hands, the champagne. Um, but while we were all together, we got to talking about everything we'd seen. And um, there was this other doll. She calls herself Anastasia. I don't think it's a real name, but um, she had been with Junior. And... She said she saw someone really sick on the top floor when she first came in at the start of the party. Bedridden, um, bad, in a bad, bad way. And then that night, the night that Champagne had all of us, she said that he was gone. That the Junior had done something, I guess. Cool. Junior was bragging. Um, about the ritual and Anastasia was really shaken up. She hasn't come back. She's going to be in really big trouble when we get back to the Cirque. Huh. So she's not here tonight then? No, I, I think she's giving everything up. She used to have this big crush on a Toreador and she thought that maybe by being a doll long enough that she might well, you know, but I think that she just wants to be human again. Well, she made the right choice if she lives through it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you're the exception, right? The rest of us, we don't get to choose. And, and if we do make a choice, it just ends in... Well, if you really were a part of us, then you know. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know if the ex exception doesn't quite sit right. I think there isn't a way to win this. There isn't a better outcome, but I, I understand your perspective. You don't feel better off? No. Not at all. There's, there's surviving and then there's whatever this is. I'm not going to say ago, that I have Sorry. I was suspended from a man's ceiling for close to 36 hours. They only let me down to to change the blood flow. And for most of it, I wasn't even alive. I, I was unconscious, uh, just waiting to come back and hoping to God it, it wasn't some sort of coma or something. And then when I came to, they put me in this and put me on the, the lobby. You don't feel better off? You get to do what you want a lot of the time, but you know the cruelty of these 
kindred. That that doesn't go away. It moves in with you. It influences every decision you make, and you can't do anything about it. You think I'm not going to be the one to put my boot down? By the time you think that, leather's already on the floor. So, like I said, there isn't a better outcome. I'm sorry, but... I just, I hope you find peace then. That's an absurd amount of kindness to have in a hell like this, Alec. I I think we're all on just a different layer. How could I blame you? You were just trying to get out like the rest of us. Yeah. Well. Thank you for the information. If after this is all over, if you ever need a break again. Is there any way, do I know that dolls, dolls have like phones, right? I can like give him my number. Depends on the doll. Um, you could definitely get direct communication through slow, um, but you know that a lot of the circulatory system works in such a way that these people are cut off from public society. For example, you were given a phone because mm -hmm. you were a VIP favorite. You were given a life because you were a VIP favorite. You were taken by Emmerich and Slow and decided that you were above the rest. So they gave you work. For the others that don't have work, there are glass cells, there are cages. So there's no telling that Alec actually has any information. Okay. Then I will do what I can to see you again. I'm going to hold you to it, but um, I've met the kind of creatures that make promises before, so... I'm just hoping you're I, better. It's for that reason I don't promise. I will do my best. Well, I hope you find your old guy. Me too. Um, as a kindred, I order you to stay in this room until you're ready to leave. I don't know. I, I think I can do that one. I'm not suspended from the air or anything like that. You don't want me to sit in the closet and... Okay. No, no, I, I truly don't even want to feed from you. At least I, I don't. So. Okay. Have, have a good night, sounds stupid. Uh, I'll see you around. I'll see you around. Enjoy the party. And so Sybil leaves and texts basically bullet points to the group chat about um, Anastasia and a super sick person being on the top floor and disappearing. Um, and I think also texts, where's Kendrick? <laughs> or specifically, does Allison have eyes on Kendrick? Um <clears throat> I believe, because uh, I was going up the stairs to the third floor, I had Kendrick try to do a distraction. So he'll come up eventually. If Yes, if he survived the encounter with the guards, he absolutely will. I, I, I text, 
I, I, I'm basically text that to us. So we'll be like, he's around. I suppose I did not do it last session. Let's roll for snake. Uh, um, let's see if this fucker's still around. <laughs> oh, please be. do. Snake roll. Sounds like you're pulling out the coffin die for worlds. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Let me do this right. Um, if you get snake eyes, do you? Do we, have, do we have homework? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't uh-huh. ask that he do it. I thought he was already rolling from it, so I guess I should have <laughs> still kept my mouth shut. Leave <laughs> my son alone. Okay. Uh, Sybil, go ahead and roll me an animalism plus, uh, oh, we'll man. call it stamina. Stamina. Okay. Got you. Feels like one solitary snake cries out in pain. Three successes. Oh. You hear it. Um, Why would you say that? <laughs> Even as you are texting this, uh, you can feel that the connection between you and Kendrick has faded. Um, And for whatever reason, Kendrick has gone into hiatus until his next album. I hate that. Okay. My boy, no. All these kindred keep killing everything you like. I know. It's almost tough. like you're releasing poisonous snakes into a party full of like a hundred vampires. One Who would win? Snake. <laughs> First what? off, it was Kendrick. Kendrick is amazing. He could do the impossible. Very true. That's what I'm, I'm saying. sure he went through at least 75 before they took him out. Yeah. It's not like other snakes. So there's a text that goes out into the group chat um, asking about the whereabouts of the snake and informing you all of the situation of the elder at the top of the uh, building that is suddenly gone on disappearance. In the same moment, before we return to the lobby crowd, we have Niles and Mal uh, appearing on their motorcycles to the front gate. You are let in by Armand Ronald III. Um, who signs you off the list and checks you in. The gate is opened, and you are given this giant view of the Hikata estate and the party that still rages on. They could be anywhere. Yeah, this looks like hell. So... I don't even know if we should split up. Yeah, would prefer not to split up unless we're reconvening with everybody else, but... No. (sighs) Start at the bottom and work our way up, I guess. Can I text the group chat and say here? Just here. H-E-R-E. You can. It will take uh, some distance between you and Mal into the wet grass of the courtyard that's made up of this sort of uh, deserted, uh, well-curated courtyard. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that casual. I'm going to walk away to just take a call. Absolutely. Texas. <laughs> you know, the good thing that we have to think about is that if Mal's in the middle of everything and shit does go down, nobody can call out. So at least they're blocking call outs. A single exactly. jammer and a shadow. <laughs> so Shadows you get out that way. What are you texting to the group there, Niles? Here. <laughs> Fair. H-E-R-E. Allison liked the comment. <laughs> Not helpful. <Alice. laughs> 
Maybe I'll add, where do we go? Where you at? Where you at? (laughs) Was good. I mean, I think Burroughs just texts back, get in the house, find the book. It's somewhere above the third floor. Allison's already in there. And I'm like really just trying to do that on the side. I'm I'm not making it obvious that I'm texting. Okay. Can I Be- see anything from the third floor? Uh, like, is there like a balcony, windows, maybe? So the the main building is absolutely built in this brutalist function that looks almost like a tombstone stretching out of the desert. But there are absolutely, you can't be rich and dead without uh, balconies. There are plenty of these balconies yeah. on each of the floors. Um, they seem to be only limited to some of the bigger bedrooms because there are uh, these big spaces, these disjointed spaces that add to the ugly uh, slated material that is brutalism, um, but definitely enough that they stretch up to the highest point. And you can tell that um, similar to like the way a gravestone might cut in at the center to form sort of an archway out of brick, uh, the same thing happens on the top floor and there's only one balcony in the center. I'm going to send spoons above and I'm going to see if he can maybe help us locate a general direction to go maybe that last bit you described okay are you sending him through into the balcony or is he perimetering around above the building above a perimeter above yeah okay trying to be as stealthy as possible beautiful uh go ahead and roll me an animalism plus awareness Sound like a lot of dice. <laughs> no. Oh shoot! Uh, one success. Okay. Go, go ahead and add your wits, because I think we usually have you add your wits to to spoons too. Spoons is pretty witty. Chatty fellow. That is three successes now with you adding that. Beautiful. Your gorgeous buzzsaw bird takes to the air. Uh, and the sound, almost like a whip crack of his wings beating against the wind of the desert, takes off into the sky. And some of the partygoers do glance up and see uh, that beautiful, uh, uh, you know, ascension of the bird, but is more taken as uh, as beautiful scenery than it is some sort of spied attack. In fact, some mistake it for another performance uh, similar to the corpse eating earlier in the evening, and they begin opera clapping for it um, as it takes flight, um, and they begin conversations amongst each other, some of them adorning some of those uh, masks uh, similar to what Countess was wearing before. And as Spoons takes flight, you do absolutely get this familial, uh, familous uh, connection with him, that familiar aura that comes about you whenever uh, he is sharing control with you. Uh, and immediately, th- the first thing that comes to mind is a sense of uh, curiosity that then turns to cautiousness as Spoons perches at the top of the tombstone. Um, and as if dialing into that connection for a second, you... Um, feel a primal sort of animalistic fear. Um, and there are like like blips on a radar. Um, uh, you can feel the essence of something that Spoons is looking at in grand mass outside of the west wall 
of the estate. Um, just off the attunement you have with spoons, you'd imagine that this is maybe 60 yards from the actual estate itself. And whatever it is, it's in a grouping of maybe 40 uh, heartbeats. Outside of that, uh, you would know that the top floor's balcony is open uh, and there's a breeze blowing. In fact, uh, for whatever reason, each balcony on this building is blowing the beautiful wind through the curtains of each balcony and are open to the estate. You can even see some of the guests of this uh, beautiful party uh, enjoying their time on the balcony. Someone on the fifth floor is currently um, disemboweling someone off of the side of the balcony, just almost poetically humming and stretching the ribbons of another person, presumably a mortal, or at least you'd hope, across the balcony and ribboning them like a uh, garland, almost. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna, before I head back to Mal, I'm gonna text all of that information to the group chat uh, in a little quick spoons report now um, um you get uh, a series of uh terrible chaotic screams from your cell phone as the group messages continue to go off and there are some folk that stop and look at you as some of those uh, electronic beeps go off yep hi can have a okay. great night they all sort of whisper amongst each other, certainly the way that siblings will talk shit about other people at a party uh, and then begin to drift off to some of the west side buildings. Oh, I hate rich people. This sucks. <sighs> I love that we have somehow confused the dead with the rich. I mean, it's all the same thing, isn't it? The Hikata are just rich fucking perverts. You've said they're, they're rich like four times. I feel like this is rich people energy. You don't choose um, to live in a brutalist it is. building. It is all people. by design, my friends. Yeah. I'm just glad it's working. Fuck the rich. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to, to, to Mao, and I was like, well, okay, so... I mean, the higher the floors are, the more weird shit is. It seems like there's people up top, um, but there's like a, a tombstone towards like the center. And that's like a tombstone. Bad it looks like a tombstone. I don't know how to describe, I don't know what architecture is. Um, that's <laughs> not either, but a tombstone. All I, all I, all I know is that, that writing on it? I didn't really see, well, Spoons didn't really see any writing. Oh, you you can't right. really read, but you know. Um, <laughs> Whatever it is, is like sus. So, yes, that's the that one sus. I assume that is where we need to head. So, I think that's where we should go. And maybe, cool. yeah. Uh, I'm going to drop Shadow Cloak and uh, hide us both if I can. Can you hide both? Okay. Of us? I'm going to try. Mm. How about you go check out the discipline and see if it can be? I'm going to allow it to be extended Caleb, to another I only person. I have one arm. I have to type. Oh, so sad. <laughs> oh, pitiful. While you look up your discipline, you poor, poor <laughs> orphan. I'm going to go back to the other folk. Um, 
Sybil, uh, Burroughs, Allison. Um, actually, let's uh, let's pick up with Allison on the third floor. Allison, you've pressed through to the third floor. You find mm-hmm. that after getting through those two guards and coming up to the latest uh, in the uh, brutalist building's uh, architecture, there is an abundance of people armed to the teeth uh, through here. Positioned at almost every door on this floor is another God. large Damn. Italian person with an assault rifle strapped across their front. They are incredibly tattooed. Most of them, you assume, enhanced in some way. And they are Are long-haired, hair pulled back in ponytails, greased back with pomade, um, uh, burly, uh, fat bodies, young and uh, 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 dramatic shapes, uh, all all sorts. But all of them Italian-American or Italian in some descent. Okay, so this is the Italian floor. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's big spaghettis on the wall. Um, spaghettis of blood, that's what it yeah. is. It's not marinara. Um, yeah. Okay, Ugh. is there... Does the is there another stairway or is it just keeps up going up? There is on a this stairway one? that goes up to the first of the fourth floor, excuse me, not the first. Um, Colin Firth is higher up. You want to go to the middle of this floor, and uh, there is a set single step of stairs that would extend up until uh, the fourth floor. All right, we're gonna just walk with confidence. Beautiful. Towards. Yeah. And you are technically still invisible, right? Technically. Yes, I am. Yeah. As long as I don't make any noise personally, like I can whisper little things, but I can't. So I'm going to be just quiet, calm, and just walk towards that. But also take note of each guard. Okay, besides their weapons, is there like any numbers on the door? Like, is it numbered or is it lettered or is there any distinctive Does not seem to be, it's not made out like a hotel. These are closed doors, no windows in. Uh, It's made out like a manor. To know, you'd have to go through. But each of them look important because each of them merited another man with an assault rifle caliber uh, gun. Yes. But if I open the door, they're going to know I'm there. So that's the only problem. They might. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and head towards this, the stairs to the fourth. But I want to, if there's any like noise, I want to kind of really kind of focus in and hear anything. But I'm just going to go ahead and head towards the fourth uh, floor. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, go ahead and make a wits and awareness for me. Okay. I don't Come on, you can do it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh... <sighs> Wait, seven is passed, right? Or six? Uh, six and above. All right, I have one success. Beautiful. Um, you do make it to the stairs. Um, you you have a sense that you do hear something as you ascend the first few steps, and it's coming from the nearest room to your right. Um, the walls must be thin here, or they're yeah. speaking exceptionally loud, but it seems to be some sort of heated discussion that is taking place on the other side of the walls. It is muffled and mumbled through the uh, plaster that is separating you two. 
Um, but there's certainly something going on if you were to go back down the stairs, stay on the third floor, and enter into the first door on your right. Can I go... Let's go back downstairs. Sure. And is there a way I can kind of lean up against the door by the sure. cracks? Absolutely. To kind of hear before I go in. Go and make a stealth plus dexterity for me. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Even small. Yes! Uh, uh, two successes and one's a crit success. Okay, absolutely. So uh, one of the two is a crit success, or there's. Yeah. Oh, just one. Yeah, just one okay. crit success. Okay, yeah. so two successes total. Um, yes. You do absolutely uh, put your ear against the door without causing the uh, the invasion of these Italians. Um, mm -hmm. And you can hear on the other side, uh, there is a very heated discussion um, where uh, a, a booming voice on the other side speaks the phrase, uh, I want what is owed to me and what is owed to me enough. I have been here for some time giving you people exactly what you asked for, and I believe I am owed what I am due. Caleb, uh, do I recognize the voices? You have never heard this voice before in your life. Damn. Okay. Okay, hold on. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to slyly pull out my phone, because even though... Well, wait, I don't know if they can see that part. No. Okay. They will see okay. your phone as soon as it leaves your hands. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, Makes you and your person invisible, but not your items up. once they leave. I'm going to hold and stay by the door a little bit longer, but just so Good. you know, I am going to... Yeah, that's what I'm going to just kind of do. But if I if they sound like they're coming to the door... I'm going to back up and go up the stairs. That's my intention. I'm going to stay as long as possible until I would get caught. Okay. Not yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, but, 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 yes, you continue to listen at the door, uh, and he continues to rattle on this booming voice about uh, receiving what's owed to him, uh, that they have not given what was his, that he has fulfilled his side of the deal, and that... It is time to do business. Uh, he goes into detail that he has been researching this for some time, and this is his own invention. And if they are to be included in what he has found, then they will have to do their side of the business. To which another voice on the other side, one of which uh, you recognize, uh, would be the masked woman uh, from lower on the second floor. She speaks back and gives him uh, this information. Um, it is something we are preparing for tonight. Yours was made in preparation of the success of our ritual, and with that success we can provide. But if you cannot be patient in the eyes of Junior, then I cannot tell you what is going to happen to you in re return. Uh, if you can stay, if you can control your emotions, and if you can shut that trap of yours, I promise that you will see what is owed to you. We will have the book in your possession. Interesting. I'm going to 
I'm gonna pause for a second and see if mm -hmm. the other individual responds back. There is this uh, ruffled, um, panicked breath as he comes down from the high emotion of the scene. Um, you can hear him grunt a few times, uh, and then he speaks plainly. If that is what must be done to see into abyss, then that is must, must be done. We will go forward. Fine. You will have what you will have. Um, and then you can hear shuffling in the room as if footsteps yep. are coming towards the Already door. walking back up the stairs, so I can kind of just, like, just go up. As you're moving for the stairs, uh, I won't uh, take your stealth roll away. You still have your successes. You start to ascend mm -hmm. the stairs, and then that door opens. And walking out is this very tall individual, maybe six foot three, six foot four, um, mm -hmm. in a three-piece brown suit, uh, very collegiate or academic. Uh, okay. He wears rounded glasses that are modern and sleek, but are uh, make, make him look older than he probably should be. Um, he has this almost shoulder-length brown hair that has been swept back in a very proper uh, uh, cut, and this mm -hmm. very large bushed beard that comes out in front of him um, and has been catered through and is just starting to show a trickle of gray that's climbing up the chin of it. Um, he's uh, a more uh, portly individual than most. He probably has uh, what would be referred to as a dad gut. Um, and he has a vest over that uh, with the three-piece suit to hide some of that from him. His hands are in his pockets. He looks noticeably upset. Uh, and he begins to move down the hallway when another individual begins to come up the stairs. Uh, it was, if you were down in the conversation pit for the speech from Junior, you would recognize who this is, uh, but a very fat individual who is built like a, a, a truck, like a garbage truck. Um, and uh, he has uh, this big horseshoe mustache that sits fully silver on his face with a little bit of soul patch. Um, mm -hmm. He is tattooed from the end of his jawline, probably down to his feet, you'd guess. Um, and he has these very visceral, angry eyes that are inset against bushy, uh, untapered uh, eye, uh, eyebrows. Uh, and he turns the bit, uh, this ill-fitting suit of his... Um, and uh, he makes direct eye contact with the stranger of which you uh, just saw leave the door. Um, and you can see the stranger immediately uh, sees him, pinwheels the other direction and goes for the opposite staircase. And before he can make it halfway, this newcomer stops him. Uh, hey, where the fuck are you going? Hey, you come back. And you can see uh, that taller individual wheel about almost on order and step back to him. They're now uh, sort of positioned right there at the, the base of the stairs in front of you, Allison. Um, and the big rings on this fat-fingered individual uh, glint off of the, the light that hits overhead. And the uh, other individual comes to meet him this fat, bulbous, tattooed uh, Italian man with his suit collar brought down two buttons too deep to show some of the tattoo and glutton about him. Uh, there is a depiction of uh, the Mother Mary that sits across that V, but she is completely naked, wearing only a nun's habit. 
uh, and she is in a prayer need position. Uh, and there is this corona of knives that run across it. Um, and below it reads uh, in uh, <laughs> in poor English, uh, uh, for the love of the whore. Um, and he, uh, he grabs the collar of this three-pieced individual and brings him close down to his shorter form. And he says, where the fuck do you think you're going? And immediate, immediately, the professor puts up his hands. He, he sputters in his place. He says, I, I was just have a meeting with the countess. You, you know I was supposed to be in that room, and you, you told me yourself that I could be in there. So don't begin to accost me. I'm not going to be dragged off to one of your torture rooms. And whoever this is pulls him in deeper and kisses him straight on the lips, brings him in so deeply with such a strength that he uh, presses into him immediately and then breaks. And he says... First of all, don't fucking talk to me like that ever fucking again. And second of all, just busting your fucking balls, you piece of shit. I'm just making sure you're walking around where I told you to walk around. And man, you fuckers, you think that just because you spent all that time up in Fremont Street, that you could just you could talk to anybody the way you want, huh? I'm not gonna grace you with one of my rooms. You think I'd spent 12 hours removing your intestines like I'd need all that fucking cholesterol, you stupid fucking bitch. And he slaps him across the face a little. And this large formed, almost professor archetype looks completely at the mercy of this man as he continues to barrage him with obscenities and sort of shake him around a bit, touch him across the shoulders a little too hard, hold his face. Uh, that kiss still sits with him. And eventually the professor just sits through enough of these encounters that he puts up his hands and walks past him. Uh, and this individual wheels about on his feet and calls after, where the fuck you going, pussy? You, you done with me already? You, you can't take a little tit at tat Come back, I'll give you another kiss. You stick around long enough. Hey, stick around long enough, I'll show you something else, you piece of shit. Um, and immediately the professor just desperately tries to get out of the way of this man. Um, and uh, whoever this is, he begins to move up the stairs that you're on now. Uh, yeah, just so you know, when he was yelling, I'm I'm kind of just going to back away and then I'm just going to walk. Is there another, do I see another staircase or is there just yeah. doors, hallways, what's in front of me? Give me a dexterity plus uh, stealth to get yourself up the staircase before he can uh, be on your heels. What is going on in this house? <laughs> I hate this house. I I want to go home. Have... No shit, I want to go home too. Okay, uh, one success. Okay. Yeah, there, I, there, there's no re-roll for willpower, is there? <laughs> yes, there is, yes. Yeah. There you, is? You... What? What do I do? What, you roll willpower. Reroll three dice. Sammy, I'm not dying. I'm not dying for this. Good. No. Okay, three. Do I roll like? Should I spend another willpower? I mean, how should out I? of how many do you yeah, have? Yeah, I don't. I have like seven. Listen, you cannot reroll the like. Yeah. You got to reroll the three. failures. You can't add on. Okay, cool. Um. Okay. Three successes. I'm he stops. He oh looks in the direction of the stairs and he sniffs. <laughs> Tastes his lips and then spits at the ground. And he comes over to one of the assault rifled uh, individuals at his left 
He gets up real close to him, so close that his fat cheek is pressing against the cheek of the guard, and he sits almost like Buckingham Palace still while whoever this is does this, and he... When the fuck did you start wearing Chanel number five? Damn it! My fucker guessed it. And the, the, the guard looks down at him, perplexed, scared for a moment. He says, I, I, I don't know what you're fucking talking about, boss. What the fuck do you mean? And he looks up at him. You smell like one of them fishmongers. Like those crazy fucks. You ever been institutionalized? You got a smell about you. You know that? And he comes back in deep. You know, I love the Malkavians. They bleed in such a, such a weird fucking way. Their blood goes everywhere. Every direction. You know that? And he comes in close, his nose brimming against the jaw of this man. He says, Boss, I, I well and truly don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Champagne. I, I promise, sir. I promise. And he goes, That's okay. We got no room for liars on this fucking crew. And he reaches his hand up and straight through the jaw into the head and pulls free. And the man dies almost instantly as whatever is left inside of the stem of his brain is pulled through his jaw. He collides against the wall. The gun falls to his side and he falls dead to the ground. Um, and he points with one big fat fingered uh, uh, pointer at the other guard who just witnessed this a few feet away. And he says, hey, do me a favor. Never wear perfume in this fucking hallway again. And he takes the dead body by the hand and begins to drag it back the opposite way down to the second floor. Okay, with that concluded and our introduction to Champagne um, smashingly successful, we'll consider, we're going to move back into the foyer of the Hikata's estate, the Rothstein estate, where the rest of our party are making plans to uh, take something that isn't theirs, something that isn't very uh, uncommon for this group, but maybe the worst thing they could possibly imagine to steal. You're all here. You're in the lobby to this place. As I said before, before Kerr has run off with Junior into the second floor through a door that only Allison would recognize. Sybil, I imagine you're just returning from that uh, encounter with the blood doll who so graciously gave you information. And the rest of you are noticing just as Niles and Mal are entering through those main double doors into the beautifully marbled estate of the Rothstein family and its extended guests. I think Burroughs is going to, has been near Enoch this whole time and uh, seeing the Rothstein Jr. make his way and knowing that's kind of what the prince had originally wanted us to come here for was to speak to one of the Rothsteins at least. I know that it was Rothstein Sr., right, Caleb? Yes. Yeah. Rothstein well, Sr. was explicitly described. Uh, the senior was important. I'm, I'm huh. going to I'm going to see that that Niles and Mal are coming, and I don't really want them to be with us. And I'm going to turn to Enoch and I'm going to say, uh, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, you're the prince's new boy. I think you should lead our conversation with uh, with old uh, Shlomo." Roth. Yeah, well, assuming, uh, well, we're supposed to talk to Rothstein Sr., and we don't know where the fuck he is. That's priority well, number one, as far as I can see it. Sure, but uh, if we want to talk to Sr., maybe we got to go through Junior, you know what I mean? It's a star, anyway. Okay. 
Lead sure. the way. I will. I will. I will go to try to find uh, Rothstein Jr. Okay, I'm casting up through the uh, crowds that lead up to the second floor. There are people that are filling in the spaces that Junior uh, occupied earlier for his speech. In the same way that a lot of people will try and occupy a stage after a concert, there's a certain thrum of energy that surrounds a lot of these people when it comes to Junior. It's clear that there is a level of hero worship amongst some of these saltier individuals of the uh, Hikata family as they crowd about the door uh, that he had entered through. You do notice that the same door that massive Nosferatu creature crawled in through uh, after him is now guarded by two individuals off either side with these very large assault rifles. Um, and at their sides, uh, uh, you both would notice this with your uh, pretty measurable awareness skills, um, that they are wearing at their sides uh, a, a familiar weapon, a, a weapon you haven't seen since um, before you truly came back to Vegas. Um, those very large revolvers from which uh, Regal took so much uh, a pain through as you all cascaded out of warehouse windows what feels like a century ago in a uh, Colorado warehouse. Um, the barrel of that revolver glows with a sickeningly red glow um, that rims out the, the cartridges where you imagine the bullets might sit. Uh, very uh, dangerous looking apparel. I'll, I'll probably whisper to Enoch, uh, damn, I guess both sides find that thing useful. Can't say I completely understand what's going on there, but I am anxious to figure it out. There's no chance the old uh, uh, Inquisition is in some way involved with this? Mm -hmm. Between you and me, the prince gave me a little something-something that supposedly helps accelerate the process of dealing with other kindred, and I'm wondering if that might be something similar. Oh, so you got your own one of those. I'll, I'll point to that gun. Not exactly. It's not a gun, but I think it's kind of the same thing. Good to know. Yeah, I think we'll go into, or we'll certainly approach the uh, guards and say, uh, "Where are the? Uh, what are we again? The uh, the, the Watchmen? The watchmen. Oh, we're, we're the uh, we're the Watchmen. Uh, we uh, wanted to have a word with Rothstein Jr. if that was possible." Uh, the storyteller gives a quiet thank you that you did not introduce yourself as the new generation to, <laughs> to be welcomed into this room. Um, one of the individuals with those assault rifles and uh, glowing guns puts a hand up to you and then immediately a finger to the earbud at his side. Um, he's a very large uh, individual, maybe six foot two, six foot three, uh, massively built, spends a lot of time in the gym, clearly. Um, he is tattooed everywhere. Um, and he has these beautiful blonde uh, portraits of a woman's face on the base of each of his uh, fists, um, and clearly of Italian descent uh, in his ethnicity, um, if you had to guess. He speaks uh, quietly into that earbud as he's, 
as he takes a few paces away from the rest of you and the other guard sizes you both up uh, and nods back into that earbud and comes back to the two of you and says, uh, you'll just have to wait a few moments. He's speaking with our honored guest, and then you can have his uh, attention. Of course, no problem. Yeah, no problem, man. Hey, hey uh, those your exes? And I'll point at the blonde-haired tattoos. He looks at you, he grins, he laughs, he says, you could say that, they're more like my mother's. Yeah, yeah, another man with a mommy complex, I get it. I'm more of a brunette man myself. Yeah? They don't really have brunette whores back where I'm from. Oh, now see, we don't say that anymore. It's kind of, we have a whole thing about that. I'd really appreciate it if you could call them sex workers from now on. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with that. It, if I had to explain it to you, it'd probably take too long. Uh, well, if I had to explain sex worker to you, it would probably take too long. I uh, forgive me. I'm sorry. We'll wait quietly in the corner. Good. Uh, I think that's for the best. I'll look at the guard and be like, you know, the younger generation. All right. <laughs> Uh, the two of you walk away, and uh, it takes about five, ten minutes if you guys are waiting patiently. I don't know if that is like a cover for the guards. Are you sneaking around the back and killing everyone you see, or are you actually waiting? I think that we need to be the um, folks that keep Rostein Jr. busy while the rest of our team try to find this thing. I think that's I, my goal, at least. I presently intend on being well-behaved, which I know is crazy, but... I know that feels Damn, like sacrilege. I was baking on you actually not behaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in about uh, five ten minutes, uh, time is a, a a funky little soup for kindred. For all of you, you've been dead for so long and dead for so little, and so little of humanity really seeps into the bones past this point that it all feels like too much waiting with how much you guys have always been able to accomplish at any given moment, but you enjoy the party favors, you take your time, and eventually that bald-headed, blonde-tattooed individual comes back up and he says, you know what, uh, uh, the Rothstein family thanks you for waiting. Uh, are you about ready? Anytime. Junior Same would like to see too. you then. Uh, and he escorts you through and he opens this door for you and the two of you walk in to find that Rothstein Jr. is sitting on one velvety couch opposite a slab from which uh, a, a rivulets of blood have dried onto the stone itself. And there's plenty of seating uh, uh, sort of circumspect around this slab. And then in the corner, hulking like a statue, uh, unspoken, Unmoving. In fact, if you blink too long, you may think that he hasn't even truly uh, vibrated in his spot. Is that guest, uh, Kerr, who is standing near seven feet tall and cowering in the shadow of, of that room? Uh, unspoken. Um, now, but Junior um, stands as you both approach. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to. Um ask um I, I just wanted to be reminded Kerr is the um in, individual with the insect for insect body correct yes okay in fact you'll notice there is a um an audible buzz to this room that almost feels like white noise as wasps uh begin to settle and sit uh it's almost when uh like bees return back to their their 
beehives, like uh, beekeepers will have, where they become so docile that they create uh, almost like a clothing or an armor about a person's skin. And it's clearly that's what's taken on with Kerr in the corner here. These wasps have formed this pauldron that runs down his right shoulder and collides into his bicep. And every so often you can see one enter through a hole in his bicep and then escape down another through the elbow. Um, There are uh, many scorpions. You can see a Vegas descent. Any locals would definitely recognize them. Um, and through some of the moonlight that skitters through uh, out the outside window, you can see that the bioluminescence takes hold over some of these scorpion uh, bits as they start to crawl in and out of his chest. He looks to be quite the biome, and he is absolutely here. Best behavior, like I said. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Junior stands on the entrance of the two of you, and you notice that the guards that had um, uh, taken to protecting the the door have now entered the room entirely. Um, And as the door shuts behind you, you can see two taking their place on the outside. Um, But you're brought into the room, and and Junior looks to the two of you and says, Well, it has been quite some time since we had the pleasure of the Camarilla being in presence in a Hikata's reunion. Well, uh, his majesty likes to be aware of what's going on on his borders and certainly has an interest in keeping the things amicable. Of course. Burles is, is just kind of behind Enoch, gives a polite bow, but hasn't yet really introduced himself or anything. He's, he's letting Enoch take the lead. Uh, you you do notice the junior sort of sizing you both up, and he he definitely does smile uh, a little shark's grin as he cascades over Burroughs's newly skinnied form, uh, sort of taking in the black and white tuxedo uh, half resort shirt uh, that that uh, Burroughs has brought as formal wear, um, and he returns gently to Enoch at his uh, his declaration and says, uh, it's a shame that we could not have Prince Grant in attendance himself, but it is so good to see that the Camarilla is honoring their truce, even if it's few dying years. Uh, it is good to have you all here. It's just a shame you couldn't be here for the festivities some time ago. I was hoping that you might be uh, more active participants. Well, as you know, um, as you may know, uh, our duties as watchmen keep us quite busy throughout the city, and I'm afraid our time was simply constrained. I'm sure you understand. Of course. Now... The waters run deep in this place. I understand you must trudge them. It was our understanding that we would be speaking to your father. Oh, I see. Were were you given explicit orders to speak with uh, my dear, dear eldest? The, it is the prince's understanding that it was your father whom we would be parlaying with. Yes. Well, I think that we're all coming into an understanding that in these past few decades, there have been much in the way of forward momentum for a younger generation, a newer generation. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) Well, certainly as a member of this newer generation, I'm sure we could both agree. However, I should like to be able to report back why we were not 
able to converse with your father? Is there something happening inside your ranks that the prince would be interested in knowing? None that I could disclose without some due price. And that due price might be... Oh, that can be discussed. Uh, In in honor, I I believe that the Watchmen were to be brought here at my disposal to begin with, yes? As a part of a a deal plea uh, to return some VIP, I was instructed. Well, then let us request what, or let us discuss what you require. Good. Good. Right down to business. And he uh, takes a very hesitant glance to Kerr, um, and then back at the two of you. Before we discuss, why don't I clear the room? Um, excuse me. And he steps up, he takes this very beautiful, uh, pricey cane at his side and begins to hobble over to Kerr himself. Uh, It is the first time you've seen Kerr move, and he moves in panicked jerks more than actual movement of flesh. For a moment, he is standing stark still, And then without even truly percepting his speed, you see that he is now bent to the ear of uh, Junior in such a way that um, it's almost like the way a marionette might break its limbs in order to fall. Uh, But so fast that it is almost imperceptible to the eye to see the strings snap. Burroughs is actually um, more <laughs> entranced by how sane Enoch seems right now. <laughs> he like just can't keep his eyes <laughs> off of Enoch as he is like clearly handling the situation at the moment. Very good. Junior speaks uh, into Kerr's ear, uh, and you can see that the the ear, this giant bat wing off of the side of Kerr's face, begins to twitch and flitter against the words. He stands up stark again, but uh, more of that marionette movement. And then almost without a word, he stares directly at you, Burroughs, and then leaves the room. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, Kerr looked at me? Yes. Okay. Directly. Uh, Junior turns about with his cane and hobbles back to his seat across the couch, sits down and extends out his arms and says, well, it seems that we've reached a quorum. We're in a room unique to ourselves, all three of us safe for the moment. And uh, for as long as this seems, we may have even reached a trust so long as the Camarilla is not moving against me, which means we can start to talk. I assure you the Camarilla has no intentions of moving against you. I can assure you that the tower is otherwise occupied at the moment. I see. What was your name? Uh, Well, people call me Enoch. Enoch. Um, I will preemptively put my hand out and say, name's Sonny, Sonny West. He puts out his hand. I mean, <laughs> of course. To be greeted. And gives you gives you a look at, at Enoch's uh, representation and then back to you. Sonny. I, I never took you for a Sonny. 
sunny west. I'm just here. Uh, it's uh, it's Enoch's world, and I'm just a squirrel. <laughs> Were you ever in pictures? Sunny West is a, a filmmaker's name. Uh, Sunny West is a southern name. From how deep south? Oh, uh, I don't know. You ever get as deep south as uh, as uh, Tennessee? No. It's lovely this time of year. Is it? Please don't don't allow me to take up the conversation. Of course, Sonny. <laughs> Just sometimes the king is distracted by the jester. As we were saying, we are in a unique position of mutual temporary trust. And while your preparations for the ritual have been um, discarded by its lack of need, there is still the discussion of one last issue on my plate. That man from which you were just um, witnessed, he is here to take something off of my hands. But more so, there is a conflict within the city that that he cannot find out about, that we cannot find out about, that you and your Camarilla can take care of in order to silence some loose ends. Well, I like where this is going. Good. Good. There is a last member of our reunion that was supposed to be in attendance of this party. It was supposed to be a long time for a homecoming. But she has neglected our invitation, and even worse, she has still arrived. She is in Las Vegas, but refuses to attend this party. She has become something of a wayward child of this, our family. And it will become your responsibility, both as members seeking to... Uh, gratify our relationship and as watchmen to eliminate her. Eliminate, not retreat. We are ordering a final death to her and all associated with her. Well, fun. I need to know whether your coterie are apt to the job before I can explain further. Uh, are you asking if we are capable or willing? Both, but willing is far more important in this situation. The consequences of this success will be grand. I'm going to lean towards Enoch and whisper uh, Mr. Enoch, I think we know who he's talking about. Uh, I think he'd be impressed if you told him. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> the lady in the lake? Oh! Are you referring to 
Ladna? Who? No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, Who are you referring to? No. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, you speak of your own way, Wormchild. No, you know. Uh, you know my clan. He Sometimes snaps to fall out uh, of our mouths. Uh, one of the guards at the door and he says, do, do me a favor, write down that name. And you see that the guard slings his assault rifle and goes into uh, his phone and starts to type out that name. Regardless. Mutually assured destruction. Lana, was it? We're speaking of... (laughs) We're speaking of... um, As far as as your individual is concerned, are we capable? Absolutely. Are we willing? Personally, I, for myself, speaking only for myself, I will say yes, and that is all that you need. I'm going to speak up and say, Mr. Enoch speaks for all of us. Yes, absolutely we are. See, well, then you've picked a liaison capable enough to win you this bid. I am giving you this responsibility. Do you know anything of the Lamia? Burroughs certainly doesn't. Cannot say that I do. The Lamia are a tortured branch of our family tree. One of which that comes from the Cappadocian line, the alternative family to a war that once was and now is just a red-headed stepchild. This uh, family is notable for one thing and one thing alone in their clan's abilities, and that is their blood their vitae, the very meat of what they are, is poisoned. They exert a level of corruption through their blood that is unmatched in any others. And upon consumption, spread, and contact, a Lamia can burn through even the hardiest of kindred's stomachs. There is a Lamia in this city who has been running amok of everything that my family stands for and now is threatening to cause issues within the family business. And for her to threaten against my seat of power is nothing that I would ever see to fruition, meaning that the rest of you must clean up this mess. I think not only can we find your Lamia, but I have no doubt that we can resolve the matter promptly. Good. You must never speak of this in any uncertain terms except to your prince. He may know the full details if you so wish. Of course. But if any of this information is disseminated to anyone other than myself, or and the I prince, have your I assurance. Will... I have your assurance that should we deal with this matter successfully, you would be willing to share uh, the information about your dear papa. Yes, I would be amenable to sharing information. I would release the location of your precious Dino in the desert. And 
I will explain the intricacies of the hecatomb. I think that the level of offering I have put on plate should tell you just what an undertaking this is. Well, rest assured that this task is in at least a couple of handfuls of capable hands. I'm going to lean in again to Enoch and whisper, Mr. Enoch, ask him if uh, if Dino did something to upset the Hakata while, while he's in prison. It's really not any of our business, but was there some kind of... And of course you can refuse to tell us, and I would totally understand, of course. But... What did Dino do to deserve such ire? Dino was uh, not deserving of our ire. He was on special request by our family as an owed boon. He was completing something for myself because I had once paid him a favor in the construction of his Vardo maps. But uh, in his completion... uh, he hit something of a snag, we'll call it. Which I can, of course, detail to you further when you bring me back the head of the Gorgon. Well, that brings me to my the final item that I would like to discuss is deliverables of this job. You would like the head returned well, to you? Truly a figure of speech, uh, but any amount of proof of final death would be applicable. Hmm. Bring me the dust. uh, (laughs) I was about to say, dust might be the best that could be managed, but you'll have your proof. Good. And uh, we'll make this a priority. We're fascinated to exchange this information with you, so you have the prince's assurance that this matter will be dealt with promptly. Beautiful. It seems that we are all in accord, then. A rare thing. Yes. And there's a knock at the door. Um... The guards open it. Uh, The other two that have taken up the new post on the other side are uh, fringed off to the side, and the two of you see that a new uh, player has entered into this room. He is a short, squat, very large uh, individual, uh, tattooed hands that read out son of a whore on either side, balding, big horseshoe mustache. This is Champagne Pudinesca walking through the door. Now, excuse me, good sir. I have to call you out on your tattoos. You see, we don't have... I... 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 I, I forgive me. Um, Champagne looks looks at you, (laughs) pokes one big fucking sausage finger across the hall at you and says, What the fuck are you talking about here? (sighs) Nothing just yet. Uh, You talk about those little fucking ivory tower pansies over here? And he looks over to uh, Junior, and Junior speaks to him. uh, 
Champagne, if you could just excuse us a moment, we're having a conversation. Not exactly. Uh, no, PC boss, either, I, I don't give a fucking shit what these two prince suckers have to say. Uh, we got a little situation going through the, the tombstone tonight, okay? And um, Junior stands up on his cane and, and steps over a little um, and uh, turns back to the two of you and says, excuse me for just a moment. Champagne can be a little brash, but he is our head of security tonight. And he has been keeping a close, watchful eye on what's going on. Um, and he steps over with that cane. He meets up Champagne and takes him away the same way that Kerr does. Um, I, I actually, uh, Burroughs is going to attempt to stand up and say, well, I'm representing the security for Mr. Enoch here, so I'd like to know what's going on if there's a security breach of some kind. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a charisma plus... Um... Charisma plus persuasion here. Or subterfuge if you think that Burroughs is lying about the being the security piece. I mean, I'm definitely gaslighting them. <laughs> well, I suppose I'm not gaslighting them in the proper term. How could I be? No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, I'm just doing a How regular... How could I be? Charisma persuasion. Always trying to, to look to, for that gaslight. That, that's the thing. Sergio is not a very good gaslighter, but Burroughs is, so I'm trying to get better at it. All right, so here we go. I'm going to roll... <laughs> Uh, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. So that's five successes. Champagne stops and he says, uh, yeah, if this is their fucking guy, then let him in. I, I kind of like his shirt. Come over here, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, thanks, man. And I'm going to just put my hands in front of my, like, you know, I've, I've seen other security people do before and try to act like security. Yeah, Champagne even kind of mirrors you across. He kind of likes the pose. He falls into it naturally. And he looks at you, he scratches at his nose and uh, eyes you up. He says, you really security? What, what kind of form? How long you been doing this? You, you, you with these Camarilla fuckers, you're real security then, huh? You the sheriff? I'm a black belt Chicho Ryu, if, you, uh, if that mean anything to you. I don't even know what the fuck that was. That sounds fucking killer. It's karate, man. Don't worry Holy about it. Holy shit, you fucking watch yourself, dude. Holy shit. Now go shit. ahead. If there's something that, that could possibly hurt Mr. Enoch, I need to know about it. Well, you're quite a fucking specimen. Listen, there's a situation up on the third, fourth floor. There's some fucking bitch walking around thinking she's invisible. <laughs> and Junior stops and looks between the two of you and says, Excuse me? Yeah, there's some fucking bitch who thinks she's invisible that I can't fucking see her. I saw right through her. She was standing there like it was nothing in the middle of the fucking hallway. But I can see. I can see right through that little fucking nose for out two guys. That stupid fucking obfuscate shit they do. I could smell her, too. Like, wearing your fucking favorite perfume to go walking around like you were fucking invisible, right? Sounds like a Nosferatu to me. I mean, you know what? They, they, they cover up the stench with perfume, I'm sure. Hey, I'm I mean, sure it's just a nosy Nosferatu. If you're going to be a stinky, ugly motherfucker, you hang out with corpses, right? I, I can't blame them. I, I mean, I can't salt their fucking flavor. But she was making up for the fourth and uh, fifth floor, and I sent the countess up there just to to take a look at it but I, I, I'm concerned that she's she might be looking for you know fucking who and he looks at uh, at Junior and Junior immediately cuts it down that's enough champagne we discussed not giving away the lead yes 
He goes, yeah, yeah. I, I say too fucking much. What the fuck do you want from me? Oh, boy. So if you're head of security with this little coterie here, you must have some experience with hunting down fuckers like this, huh? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This person could be some kind of terrorist or something. I mean, maybe you should uh, avoid getting too close to him, you know? I mean, listen, you know, you know how those, how those Nosferatu are, a bunch of peeping toms, all of them. I'm, I'm sure he was just on a little bit of a, uh, panty raid. Look, I'll say this. I hate those goddamn ugly Nosferatu. I will be my personal honor if you sent me alone to go up there and take him out myself. Man, I can't you recommend, guys... I can't recommend that course of action enough. Man, you two got a lot of vitae in your dick for these fucking bad-eared motherfuckers. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, you know, you know how we are over at the tower. Oh, those Nosferatu, we just can't, we just can't stand the sight of them. Okay, go ahead and make a manipulate plus <laughs> persuasion for your mimed racism. <laughs> oh my god. Who's doing that? Me or Enoch? Both of you. <laughs> You're right, both so being racist. I'm sorry. I'm so nervous. What did, what did you say the role was? Manipulation plus persuasion. Persuasion. Here we go. I was hoping someone was going to call out the, the Nas racism. I mean, what the, what the hell was I supposed to do? <laughs> uh, uh, with, with two criticals, that's another um, five. Okay. That... I have three criticals technically, but it's but so, it's every two that make double, right? It's gotta be two. Couplets yeah. of two. So That's even five. if you get three, it's gotta be four for the second crit. Burroughs is just trying to waste time. He doesn't want either of them to leave. That's all he's working on. Okay. And he will move to more drastic measures if they attempt to. I I got one success, but it was a messy critical. Now I'm pretty sure as long as you didn't roll another messy crit, we're fine. Okay. Let me double check that because I don't know. No, it is. It's a messy crit. Yeah, and all it takes is one. When we're one or more tens in your hunger uh, dice pool. Okay. Um, he looks at uh, both of you and he says, "Man, I like you two fuckers. You, you fuckers, got something going on in your blood. I mean, some of us come back fucked up, but nothing like you two, huh?" How many people you guys ashed? You ash a bunch of these fuckers? Uh, how many people you taking into the next oh, life? God, how how least, many you giving back to Kane? I want to say 690. What the fuck? You're, you're being modest, Mr. Enoch. Modest? 700 fucking people? You guys killed 700 fucking people? Not people, Nosferatu. I never even met 700 fucking people. What the fuck are you talking about? Holy shit. Okay. All right. You, you fuckers are coming with me, and we're going to hunt down this bitch, and we're going to take her down into the cellars, and I'm going to show you some of my rooms, yeah? Great. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Come with me. As, um, as he goes to turn, I'm going to, like, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to pause. I need to keep this guy in this room. Okay. And I'm just going to say out loud, you know what? Fuck decorum. Enoch, we all worked to cover your ass and to be friends with you. I, 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 I taught you how to be a friend with people. 
Hell, I tag teamed your wife together, and this is what you do to me? What the fuck? This is the shit you pull on me? And I'm just gonna start, like, pushing him. Uh, yeah! I got in a meeting with the prince, too, you son of a bitch! No, you know what? Fuck you, man! No! And I'm gonna start- I'm gonna start fighting Burroughs, I guess. <laughs> Junior looks between the two, and then back at Champagne. Um, could I get a performance plus manipulation from both of you to decide if this little skit is enough to keep two of the most powerful Hikata in the state here in the room? God, these are good rolls for me, so here we go. <laughs> this oh is turned God. into like a fucking Abbott and Costello skit. <laughs> That's five successes for me. One success uh, for me. Holy yeah. shit. That's six successes. Come on, baby. Uh, how realistic does this like scrap look like between oh. the two of you? I'm gonna try to put him in a headlock, and th there's a little bit of actual uh, angst kind of coming out. <laughs> a little bit okay. of actual frustration. I, I, um, I'm actually I'm doing it where I'm like, you know, I'm pulling on him and 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 kind of bumping into uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Moneybags. What's his name? Um, Junior. Uh, yeah, Rothstein. Yeah, I'm I'm getting him involved, like getting him in the way, forcing. I'm trying to force Champagne to stay involved. Junior looks taken aback by all this. In fact, he looks um, a mite uh, offended by the situation. And he steps back as you run into him and he holds that cane back. And the second you threaten to even bump shoulders with him, there is this level of celerity that kicks in as he vanishes almost completely in this burst of speed away from the touch and then wipes off the dust from where you might have touched him. Um, uh, immediately Champagne steps in uh, and, and tries uh, to join the fray, but before he can, Junior says, solve this petty squabble however you may, but finish the Lamia, bring me what I'm owed, and for God's sakes, work on your etiquette. And he begins to leave the room. Um, I just raise one thumbs up. Okay. Champagne, though, uh, looks to uh, Enoch, being the one who said he had killed 700 kindred before in his life. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Fuck. And uh, with this disgusting fucking grin, huge grin on his face, he's he's almost high off of the situation as the brawl is, uh, is incited and Junior has given him the eight. Okay, he spits on both of his fists um, and then primes up and pulls back the meatiest fucking haymaker that you think you've seen in your life, Enoch, and it looks like he goes primed to hit you square across the face. Oh, fuck. Shit. Can I... Well, I guess we'll wait. Can you? What well, would you like my, to do? If I Not see him priming much. up to, like, punch Enoch, I wonder if, because I have control of Enoch physically, can I, like, you know, almost like a a, a, a bullfighter with the red cape, like, move him in a direction to, like, almost sure. like judo, misdirect, mismove uh, a champagne, like, almost like he would stumble past us? Yes, yes, you may. Go ahead and give me a brawl plus dexterity. Right. Crawl plus dex. All right, not bad. Here we go. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a willpower and reroll it. Here we go. Come on, baby. Okay, two successes. 
two successes. Okay, we'll say that you were able to uh, enact this role, this action after the attack, but unfortunately okay. he's going to at least take this punch. Um, give me one second. I need to remember how champagne's punches work. Oh, they're that complicated, huh? Oh, like your sentence. Way awesome. Wanna, like, I want to call an album Champagne's Punches. <laughs> like, that's a really... <laughs> um... There's more than force damage? I don't know. It's like... You're going to take eight superficial damage uh, as he absolutely fucking destroys the side of your face. You can feel that your jaw, your cheekbone, uh, cheekbone, and probably the orbital to your eye shatter almost completely, and there's this big gout of vitae that spouts onto Burroughs' face as your face almost explodes from the sheer caliber of these ringed fists of the son of a whore that hits you square across the face and you can hear him before he even really connects with the punch ah, fuck yeah fuck yeah take it bitch and he hits you square across the face as hard as he can um, so i roll huge into, amount of damage there i roll in eight clip rolls me over two uh into two aggravated damage i already had one aggravated points of damage which means i am now at three aggravated points of damage god bless so instead of redirecting with two successes, I'd like to kind of throw Enoch to the ground, somewhat behind me, somewhat like out of the way of more punches. Yeah. And uh, and I'll turn to um, old Champagne and say, you son of a bitch, this is my fight. You stay out of it. Oh, you want and, some and of I'm, this too? I, I'm just going to start taking like, um, like whiskey bottles and stuff like that and smashing them on the ground. Like, you son of a bitch, you stay away from him. He's mine. Okay. Um, give me a persuasion plus manipulation as you try and tug on the heartstrings of Champagne Pudanaska and his <laughs> sense of honor. <laughs> persuasion plus manipulation. Uh, I'm kind of gaslighting him. I am being like, you know. <laughs> sure. Whatever you need. Four successes. Okay. He stops and wipes away the sheer gout of Vitae that is still stuck to his hands as it drips to the floor. Uh, and he cascades over some of the words so that uh, Son of a Whore is no longer readable across his fist. Um, and he repositions one of his rings. He takes his big, hefty, raged breath and, uh, and points squarely at your face. Uh, and he says, all right, fucker. You want him for yourself? That's fine. It's fine. Oh, I've never been one one of those guys, but sure, I'll stand in the corner. And he, he gets in the corner uh, and, and allows this play fighting to go forward. We're going to say that this performance continues while yeah. I go to the others out Thank in you. the bulk <laughs> of the room. As Champagne is finally satisfied after obliterating half of Enoch's face there. Holy shit. Um. We come out to everyone else in the foyer. Uh, <coughs> Junior is uh, rejoined the party uh, up on the second balcony, but now is making his way down the steps into the lobby itself. Um, the party is still in full throw. 
Uh, people are are more than willing to take the blood dolls off the uh, patrols that they're making around the room. There's plenty of mortal food. There's plenty of mortal conversation. And the rest of you are here in search of a key, in search of a purpose. And uh, very soon you'll learn about the Lamia waiting for all of you. Are there any actions that need to be taken? Uh, Mal will turn to Sybil and say, Okay, where the fuck's Allison? Uh, last I heard she was upstairs. Trying to find the key? Because that's what we're still doing here, right? Yes, we're trying to find the key. Great. That wasn't subtle at all. Fuck. No, no, no. <clears throat> but uh, it's really tight here, so just be careful. Even the stuff that works on normal people probably won't work here. Or at least will be a lot harder for it to work here. Mm-hmm. So just... Yeah. But okay. Do you have a plan? Uh, be a mm-hmm. shadow. That's it. That's okay. my whole plan. Okay. Uh, um. Niles, you got anything to add to that? I mean, there's... I think I might know where we need to go. It's like this top room where the red spoons can see. I don't know how to... The bedroom? Yeah. If you can find a way to get to the bedroom, that would yeah, be... Yeah, with the... You said something about a tombstone. Yeah. It's what Spoon saw in the room. A tombstone was in the bedroom? The building or, looks like a tombstone. Or the building looks like a tombstone. Okay. We were veering into first. like, oh god, that'd be so cool if it was, but no. <laughs> I'm, I'm rewriting. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. It's just the place he was most, yeah, it was just the place that he was most concerned to be at, which probably means it's the thing we're looking for. Um, that's, that's logical. I mean, you can get pretty high with a, with a blood doll or some sort of like fake business, but the upper floors seem to be family only. Family all have shadows, don't they? Yeah, that we know of. Shall we? Actually, shall you? I have, I have something I'd like to take care of. I, uh, I figured that's why I was here. Excellent. Niles, are you okay going with you, Sting? I mean, I, I can't cover you. I can only cover me. I can be pretty stealthy, but as far as I know, you guys, we need to find this thing, right? Yeah. I'm really surprised, honestly that we're still in this party so if we want to risk like double the risk of two people being in a party like two people being able to be captured cool if we just want to run the risk of one well if Allison's somewhere in this house and <clears throat> you also start looking for the bedroom then that's that's two variables upstairs that's better yeah than sorry I didn't now. do the math of Allison was already there I was doing the the Niles and me math yeah, no, honestly, Niles, if you can keep sort of eyes in the sky, because there's no way for us to contact Mal. 
That's true. Okay. Shh, I can do that. And what to say with you? Oh. You can. I was just going to go see about someone. And Am you I can stay with me up until the mingle. You can. What's wrong with you can stay with me up until a point where it will be very obvious you cannot stay with me. How does that sound? I guess. Great. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Maybe you could stay with me. <laughs> Let's go. Beautiful. So, what should we accomplish first? Would we like to check in and now, joining Allison's uh, fruitless plight into oblivion upstairs, or shall we go to Sybil and Niles trying to get Sybil laid? <laughs> is that what you did? One hundred percent, what I was talking about, which is why I think we should go to Mal. <laughs> for that reason, okay. I think we should go to Sybil. <laughs> no, and I vote for Sybil too. <laughs> Wow. Okay. We will go to Alphonse and Sybil and Niles on the bottom floor. So, Sybil, what does this look like? What is the intent here? Um, now that I know that I feel in my heart that my team is working very hard to figure out what's going on at this party, uh, I'm going to look for Alphonse. Okay. Um, and are there people dancing at this party? Is it like a... Yeah, but um, I have to be honest with you in terms of vibes of the Hikata. Uh, the dancing here is yeah. not something that is particularly romantic unless you're into the sort of hauntingly slow uh, death-marched circles of classical-backed... Um, almost uh, old English country dancing um, mm. that is painfully formal um, mm. uh, minus the country of course I see so okay. there's dancing sure in a way uh, but it looks like it it looks like it's missing the puddles of blood it usually has okay then I'll just go <laughs> sorry uh, I'll just go find him and um, talk about exactly that. I wish that there was better dancing because I've been thinking about ways that I don't know, ways that we could save time or ways that we can sort of practice what I would like to get up to later tonight and this dancing just isn't exactly it. Okay. Yet you find um, Alphonse through the uh, through the crowd, uh, and it seems as though he was holding quite the attention of a group of people who were laughing with him as you approached. Um, and as you explain your intentions, um, he looks down at you in that way that he always has since you met him, um, with this sort of half grin and those golden eyes that meet you. Um, and he uh, speaks plainly. He says... Uh, well, with my extended stay in the city, we may be able to get up to a lot while I'm still here. Maybe you could show me the club scene. You know I don't know Vegas. Hmm. That could be fun. We're actually working on something in a completely different part of town than this one. But it's a slow start. Once it's ready, I think 
I think I'll take you up on that. You're building towers already? You told me you were uh, working the slow track. It is very slow. But I suppose it is a foundation. I have a team I don't now. mind working slow. So I'm I'm happy for you. Oh, I know. Niles, Niles, this is Alphonse. <laughs> Alphonse, Niles. Uh, it's good to meet you. Hi. Friend of Sybil's? E- yes. Part of the team. Yes. Did she show you the Circus Circus van too? No, I prefer my bike. That's a shame. It's a good van. (laughs) I guess. So, what is it that you're doing here? I understand you're from the tower. I understand the two of you were given special invitation. I mean, all of you, really. But uh, we don't really have um, visitors ever at these things. In fact, in the handful that I've been through since I've died, you're the first ones. Hmm. Well, at first I thought we were bait, but given the fact that we've been here for so long, it seems as if we're just here to take a look around. Interesting. Junior's not so forthright usually seems like it although he seems a little excited I mean other than just an occasion I don't know you know how the big ones get when they pull something off yeah but was senior really I don't know that heavy on him that he felt like he couldn't It's, it's very much boys big night energy Everything that that spoiled rich brat has been waiting for was on the other side of Senior not being here. This is all what boy does when daddy's away. Do you know about where daddy went? If that isn't the question on everyone's lips. Mm. I had a feeling. He was here in the beginning. He gave the opening address. He looked in fine health, and in fact, he looked better than ever. And then, suddenly, indisposed, which is sometimes how it goes at these things. (laughs) I see. The other members of the family play a different game than me and my brothers. It gets a lot like your tower does. You make moves, and you wait. You make moves, and you wait. And then, after a couple healthy centuries, you get to pull them off. And then, it's yours to sit for a few more. Are you making moves tonight? No, God, no. I'm... I'm just a hound dog. They take me off the leash when they need something fetched. And um, that's as long as I'm here, that's what I'll be doing. 
So no breaks. No breaks. Although I think this next one is going to take some time away. What do you mean? I'm hunting down some rogue member of the family. Oh, oh, okay. Um, huh. Am I allowed to ask questions? Sure. Yeah. If anyone can, it's you and uh, Niles. Yeah. This person in the family, do you know why they're being hunted? What they've done? Yeah. They, um, they kind of spit in the face of Junior, literally. Oh. They're, um, a Gorgon, a Lamia. Uh, it's member of our clan. They're, they're called Medusas sometimes, Gorgons others. But, um, uh, they're sort of rare, even for us. There's a lot of rarities within Hakata, but they're something else, something special. And she's, well, Serena, she's gone haywire. Hmm. Is there any sort of precautions that one should take? for that kind of job. You got something you want to tell me, Sybil? No, no, I'm just curious. No. I don't, we didn't, we did a little bit of talking, but we didn't talk much last time. And I, I know you're a hunter. I don't know anything about your work. Uh, well, the last time you were asking questions like this, you and I took down a meth house. So forgive me if I consider this to be some sort of a proposition. Although you and I are pretty used to propositions at this point. I mean, if you if you find yourself needing help, then of course myself and my associates are able to help you. But who, who would I be interested. to turn you down? Um, I could cut you in. <laughs> <laughs> you you get a cut like last time. I don't know how big, but uh, this should be pretty interesting if I'm the one that brings it in. Hmm. I think we can work something out. Yeah. It'd be nice to get the old team back together. Exactly. Well, I think... Sybil turns to Niles. Sort of a, I know where I'm at in this conversation sort of way. Do you have anything to say before I get there? Nope. Niles picked up on that a minute ago and has been kind of averting their attention (laughs) elsewhere. (laughs) Just, you know, taking steps back away from the crowd. It's a shame. Is, Is your friend leaving? Niles, did you were you gonna gonna go do a lap or gonna go take a break or gonna go yeah, get a drink I, or uh, Yeah, I um hadn't had a chance to eat. I just got here anyways, so I'll be back. Skulk into the crowd. Um 
Uh, what a shame that, uh, I guess that just means it's just us. Well, I happen to know there's a very beautiful bedroom upstairs. Does it have a balcony? And I think we'll pull Does away from there. Um, <laughs> and we'll go to Mal, who's making their way uh, upstairs. Mal, um, how are we going about doing this? The second floor is uh, all game, but third, fourth, and above are situations where things can get hairy and you are no longer allowed. Um, <clears throat> I think Mal's gonna go through the uh, any crowds that are kind of happening on the second floor. Um, and like be seen there and mingle enough to like have an alibi kind of. Uh, and then once they've done as much as they can handle, they're gonna kind of slip out the back um, toward the stairs. Okay, and, beautiful. Uh, once they're out of line of sight for most people, I'm gonna activate um, Shadow Cloak. Beautiful. So you activate Shadow Cloak, which allows you to move through those shadows. I will have you know there are not a lot in this room because it is very well lit, but there's obviously some cast by the persons and individuals within. Mm -hmm. um, so we will require a stealth plus dexterity roll. And then once we get this stealth plus dexterity roll, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll see where you land. All right. Stealth. And then I get two extra from uh, Shadow Cloak. Yep. Stealth is three. Dex is three. Three, and then two more. All right. Four successes. Four successes. Yeah, you have absolutely no problem getting up to the third floor. And we're going to resolve what you find up there when we return uh, after a short little break here. So All right. We'll be right back.
Okay. Welcome back. We're going to continue here. We have Mal, who has just succeeded on a stealth check up to the third floor using the melding shadows of oblivion, only known to the those of the Lasombra faith. Um, interesting thing to note, the only other clan that has any possession over the power of oblivion is the clan of death, also known as Hikata. So an interesting place to use this power. Mm. Hopefully uh, does not bite you anywhere. Um, I but did not consider that. The Mal wouldn't coming, have known, so it's fine. <laughs> of course. Coming up to the third floor, you find something very peculiar, Mal. Uh, this floor is completely devoid of uh, human life. Um, but there is a noticeable uh, amount of human death. Um, there mm. are maybe 20 to 30 corpses that are lined up gray, bloated, and dead on the steps to the third to fourth, uh, fourth floor. Um, the bodies have been piled uh, in such a haphazard way um, that they are climbed on top of each other. The limbs have snapped and broken on top, uh, and it is almost barricading the entrance to the fourth floor. Um, and just as you think that you have come upon something that must be the, the grandest of travesties, you understand that this, no, this is your new life. As you see that even in, through your shadows, the corpses begin to writhe and move in this mass as they begin to climb over each other and through each other. Um, each of them undead in their own right, but forming this sort of a wall up to the fourth floor. Um, is there any action? Uh, so it's it's actively forming the wall up to the fourth floor. It is already sort of combining itself. Okay. It, it has, but it is a living wall of sorts. Mm -hmm. It's a pile of corpses so high that it threatens to fill the door threshold that would make up the stairs up to the next floor. So <sighs> So, is Allison not up there? We'll get to Allison as soon okay. as Mal is done. Okay. Allison um, is absolutely up there. She's about to have her day in court. I would like to try to wriggle my way, like, take part in this mass of bodies. You'd like to join the chorus. Wriggle my way. Yes, I would like to join the chorus and wriggle my way through the wall. Are you doing so still stealthed, or is this a uh, a visible maneuver? Ideally, I'd like to say hidden, but if the only way I can do it is visibly, I'll do there, it. There is plenty of shadow okay. in a pile. There is plenty of darkness in a grave. Um, go ahead and give me uh, uh, that stealth roll, that uh, usual stealth roll we use for Touch of Oblivion. All right. Three. The difficulty will be increased for this action as you are fighting against what is essentially many, many hands, minds, and bodies. Sure. Yes, that does make sense. You are slinking in through the shadows that cope between corpses. I had to pick the right dice. Hold on. Pretty fucking metal, if you ask me. What 
other show has given you this shit? None of them. <laughs> um, Pure I'm chaos. gonna burn a willpower to roll three again. That's a good choice, Mel. Yeah. I'm gonna burn another willpower to roll three again. Yeah. I'll mark them off in a second. Plenty of willpower damage you're causing yourself. I'll stay at my six. Six successes is quite a margin of success. Let's hope it's enough. Yep. As you begin to rise up to the fourth floor, let's return with Allison. Allison, you've uh, sauntered past Champagne Pudinesca. You've moved up to the fourth floor. You are up there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is not a whole lot going on on this floor. Um, in fact, you can hear footsteps going up to the fifth floor as soon as you join it up here. Um, but uh, this is the moment that happens just a few before Mal begins writhing through, um, you notice that on the opposite side of the hallway, the second flight of stairs, the one that did not possess those footsteps, um, something begins to shamble down the steps. Um, and it is maybe a 45-year-old man uh, dressed in full uh, blacks, uh, uh, very formal, mm -hmm. um, extremely dead these long blue veins that climb across his face and his skin, that decaying green and gray that is given way to bone and the undercroft of a person's existence as they shamble, fall against the wall, shatter against a window that breaks with the sheer force of their uh, poor control of their ambulatory systems. And they begin to level, move, and cascade through the hallway. Um, and just as the first comes down, another joins. <laughs> I knew it. And then another, and then another, and then another yeah, until you we're can. Moving. We're backing you, off. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're going back down the stairs. Oh, hell no. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. So it's coming down the stairs on the so, opposite side where. Right. To go up, there's plenty of them coming down. I'm not going that one. Okay. There is a window. On yes. the left, that would extend you out of the building completely. And then there's the staircase you just came up from where you saw Champagne Putanesca. Oh, and shoot. That's trapping. Is uh, the rooms. Uh, there, how many rooms are in this hall? Six. Let's say three on each side. I'm going to, you know what? It's time because I don't know of anything going on downstairs. I really yeah. don't. So I'm told to get, get a key, but that is a zombie and it's time to haul ass. So I'm going to quickly kind of look peek, 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 and then not, I'm rolling out that window. Okay. You're <laughs> cascading out of that, that, that window. Or I'll just like crawl down, like crawl down like Spider-Man, but I'm not fucking with that. Are you breaking the window or do you have intents of just opening it? Oh, opening. You okay. don't need to go crazy. Okay. Um, how stealthy are you trying to be in this opening of the window? Are no, you worried not about? Not anymore. Not anymore. Once okay. I see that, I'm done. <laughs> you become visible. Uh, yeah. You open the window. Let's see if you can perform this fast enough. Let's see dexterity plus. Um, we'll call this athletics. Oh, wait, didn't a body crash through the window and it's open? 
on the opposite side where all the bodies are. So if you'd like to get closer to the mass, uh, you're absolutely welcome to do that. I'd almost prefer it. Wait, there's wait, a free like, window wait, that has not been opened, but has no zombies. And there's a field of zombies that has an open window. I'm going to, yeah, God damn it! I'm going to go up to the, probably to the one with no zombies. Are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good play. Yeah, um, that's Let right. me get a dexterity plus I, athletics. I was looking at Le Lev and I was like, what, what did I do? Did I fuck up? <laughs> no, you got, you're I'm doing just sending you good magic to roll well. Oh, Okay, stealth and what? <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, dexterity plus athletics. That's just to get the window open. Oh, thank goodness. In time. All good and Oh, yay! Uh, three successes. Three successes is more than enough to get this window open in time and to feel the breeze on your skin. What are you doing the second that it's open? Uh... Damn it, I'm gonna probably go up the empty stairwell. Cause it's like, cause I think there's the key thing that we need. Has anyone reached out to me or is there a way like someone did someone text me? I don't think they have, but if, if anyone could, would like would. to have said that like retroactively we yes. have, I'm okay with that. I mean, look, any if there was any opportunity to text my wife that someone was on to her, I would do it. But I don't know okay. if there was that opportunity. Well, let's do a luck check. Uh, roll you know two, two, one, uh, one die tens, and if you succeed on both of them, then yeah. oh, okay. Well, guess what? I succeed on both of them. Okay, my love is Allison, strong. Allison, you love have a text good. that. Um, what would the text say, you know? Thanks, Dada. Uh, just Ooh. something like, um, you're not a. Uh, uh, oh God, I gotta be really careful here. Uh, <laughs> um, there, I, 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 let's just go with there on to you. Da 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 da. Okay. And is that in the group chat or just to Allison? Just to Allison. Got it. Allison, you receive a direct text uh, that you know is beeping as the shambling corpse is coming yeah. through to you. I'm gonna write GTFO question mark. Get the fuck out. Yeah, that's what the, yeah, G, get the, got question mark? Yes, no, thumbs up. I, I, I gotta know. He confirms. I, <laughs> and I, I, and I'm gonna go ahead and go out the window, take a picture. Of the corpse. Of the fucking zombies, yes, okay. so I can send it to everybody. Got as it. I, is it, can I go down it? Like, is there like a lattice thing or like a, like a balcony to balcony? four floors, um, and this is a non-balconied window, so you could fall four floors, which... Probably 60 feet. Are there balconies or trees? Or there are balconies on the lower levels. Uh, probably one level of balconies on the third floor. So you could aim for one if you'd like. I would like. I okay. definitely like. You to live your Batman fantasy. I know. <laughs> a part of me is like really kind of like, yes. You um, dive <laughs> out the window, and the last thing that you hear before. <laughs> is extending out those wings and uh, aiming directly for the balcony on the lower level, that beautiful outfit you put on for this occasion, flying in the wind as you are now visible to hundreds of people out in the courtyard. I am watching. humming the Batman theme, by the way. Well, your humming Duh. is overpowered for just a moment before you start to fall as you begin hearing singing of your own, not from your oh, voice, no. no, from behind you something out in the hallway that you've just left 
And as you start to fall through, you'll never quite know what that was, but you begin to descend uh, the building itself. Um, go ahead and give me an athletics plus dexterity to see how well you land. Okay. At least there's a soundtrack behind you as you Yes. Jump. It is a haunting operatic mm. tune. It could be whichever Batman you want it to be. The Sarah McLaughlin song. I'm going to go ahead and burn some power. In the arms of an angel. Better. I I got two successes this time. Two successes. Okay. Yeah, you'll sustain two superficial damage as you can feel your shoulder click disgustingly as you land on the banister to the stone balcony, uh, the the floor below you. This feels Um, right. I'm okay with it. And I'm going to try to do a superhero landing as best I can, but I know I fucked it up, but I'm going to own it. It's just that shoulder clicking, but outside that, you are super. You are... Undead, you cannot be stopped, and whatever was up there no longer is in reach of you. I'm gonna get frustrated at my, oh my now, though, in search of the individual who just went a floor <laughs> below. Naturally, naturally, you have brought yourself up to the fourth floor <laughs> oh, shit. to uh-huh. meet a Rococo dressed uh, individual, absolutely flawlessly beautiful save for a removed mask at the head where you can see the pure skeletal skull of a long-dead individual at the top of it. And you can tell, even from here, that the vibrating of this skull on top of her fleshed body is humming from the beautiful singing that is coming from the front of her. Uh, The Countess is at the open window that Allison has just fled from, um, peering down. (laughs) Oh, and you are partially hidden by the shadow of the corpses you're now inhabiting. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, there's a really stupid thing I want to do that'll definitely get us in trouble. Yes. And I won't do it because, mm. <laughs> because I know. <laughs> because, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Rationalize. That's what I love. No, 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 no. No, she's probably, the, she's the source of the zombies. I shouldn't put her in the middle of the zombies. How do I'm you know? Do there's only one way to find out. Skullheaded person? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would deduce that Lady Skullhead flesh body is uh, for sure in charge of all of the songs. She's got a beautiful singing voice. I do think Mal like sits in it for a second and is like, wow, that's really pretty. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any shadows on the ceiling? Shadows on the ceiling. Um, I don't know. Let me see. How long are you sticking around to find out? It's a glance up. Okay. That I can do. Yeah, there's shadows on the ceiling. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah? Could I climb through the shadows 
up into the shadows on the ceiling. Hmm. Now, remind me. Is it... Uh Do you have the discipline that allows you to teleport from shadow to shadow, or do you climb through shadows? I can pull people through shadows. I can't teleport myself through shadows. You would not be able to attain yourself to this ceiling without first leaping towards that shadow. You'd have to become visible enough to reach for it. Okay. I don't know anything. You could take a chance. Okay, I don't know anything about what's going on. I still think Allison's up here. Mm-hmm. So, logically, I would I would try to leap for the shadow. Like, that's... Okay. If I think Allison's up here and I think the key's up here, that's where I'm going. Go ahead and make a dexterity plus stealth, uh, and we'll add in your oblivion. Okay. This is just becoming crazier and crazier. Okay, but like I, I don't know any knowledge about I what's happening. I know that, and that's why it's becoming crazier and crazier. Oh this god! Is so unhinged. I now I kind of wish I went to the top, but not really. But I do. One, two. I am once again going to <laughs> willpower. Yep. How much willpower do you have left? After this, I will have two left, which is a choice. Yeah, it is. Okay, is there a thing like excite the blood where I can get better at things? It's something Rouse like that. It should be Rouse in your blood. Rouse the blood. I can't. I They call I it something funny. It's like blood search. Blood search. Thank you. That's the word. Let's see what blood search does for you. I like excite the blood though. Yeah, rouse the blood, excite the blood is what you have to do to make it happen. Uh blood surge does for you. Um, you get a number equal to your blood potency die to one attribute roll. To So your blood potency is one. You would be able to add one die to your roll. And I just have to do a rouse check? You just got to do a rouse check. How hungry are you? I'm only at two. Oh, well, three won't be so bad. Guys, this is the day I make bad choices. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Okay. We believe in you. (laughs) A success. I do not get hungrier. Beautiful. Uh, So you can roll an extra die then. That is five successes. Five successes. With her back turned... And this hauntingly beautiful song masquerading your steps and her attention on the flying dove that is Allison's body through the night air, you successfully move past the Countess and are perfectly in line with moving up to the sixth floor if you'd like to chance it with another crowd of the corpses that block that next level. Or I'm sorry, this would be on to the fifth floor. Fifth level. Right? Yeah. Yes, fifth level. Yeah, I'm only on four right now. And once you get up to the fifth, there are still four more levels to the top. Just want to remind you. What? I thought there were only four. There are nine levels to this place. Oh, fuck. I believe that's what I said last episode. If I made a mistake, 
I trust I trust you your memory. I may have misunderstood. Um I mean I have to keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can go. Uh, you're you're going to use that stealth check with the corpses and it's enough to get you up to the fifth floor, uh, which is surprisingly empty. Um what Fully I'd like to do one? devoid of anyone, not even guards. Wow. What I'd like to do is uh, for you to make a blanket stealth check to see how you fare with the rest of the fields here. Four more floors. Um, I don't want to take up our time with that much, but let's see if it's a success. Uh, I need you to roll twice in that stealth pool, and we'll take the number of successes against the DC. And if not, we'll call champagne. You know... Okay, I got three on the first one. And three on the second one. The the the, the haphazard dice selection was <laughs> not working like I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, for all intents and purposes, you believe you have reached the ninth floor with little to no observation from anyone else, but that is only to your understanding. For sure. Um, on this ninth floor, you bring yourself up to the top of the stairs and find that there are no shadows left to hide in. But there is a small stretch, as the building has become considerably smaller at this level. There's a single door with two wall sconces bordering it, and a keypad on the wall, uh, and a um, what can only be described as like a safe room's door. Knowing the effect that I have on technology, Pause. Can I see if there are any corners in the rooms, actually? Yeah, there are corners. Uh, I meant to say cameras in the corners of the room. That's... There are cameras in those corners. Yeah, okay. But I just look like a blur, but there aren't a lot of LaSombra in Vegas. Taking a risk? Fuck, I want to know so bad. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see the cameras take them into stock know my effect of that I have on technology and just start moving toward the door to see if it malfunctions to see if it give me the way things go um give me anything that you have in technology nothing (laughs) good anything that you have in wits and anything you have in oblivion Wits and Oblivion. Four, I need three more. Five, six, seven. Three, three, but one is a messy critical. Okay. Um, The keypad whines uh, in that usual disgusting screech that comes about when technology is near you. 
and it flashes red, then yellow, and then finally a big, beautiful green across the numbers, and the door clicks and cascades open itself, the air decompressing from it and uh, leaking out into this hallway itself. It is fetid, stale air, like a grave unearthed. Um, But it opens up into what looks almost like a Victorian era bedroom that is well taken care of. Um, There are multiple portraits of an older Jewish gentleman um, with uh, very traditional clothing that would match the era. Um, And there's various religious iconography on the walls. Um, There's a big canopy bed. Uh, There is a coffin pressed against the wall. Uh, There is a series of bookcases, a coffee uh, table and sitting area in front of a fireplace. And it looks like this is the master bedroom. What you can only imagine was Master Rothstein. Is there anyone inside? As far as you can tell, it's empty. But sometimes things can be deceiving. Um, If there are still shadows, I'm going to stick in them. Okay. Um... And I think I'm just going to start going around to cabinets, to parts of bookcases that look loose. Um, But before I do that, I'm actually going to prop something under the door so that it looks like it's closed, but it's not actually closed. Okay. It will not fully close, obviously, because you have malfunctioned the the locking mechanism, but uh, you, you absolutely do so. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then I'm just going to start looking for hiding places, basically. Okay. Um, you're looking for hiding places. You're looking for things within this room. I'm guessing you're trying to find the MacGuffin that I've hidden in here. I'm uh, I'm just assuming that, like, Allison, at this, after having gone up several flights of stairs and not seen Allison, I think... Allison probably got the key, and she's down there already. Oh. Was yeah. that what I think? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think Mal would either like come to the assumption that like either she turned around and left or maybe she went out that window that the countess was looking at, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, so I think at this point, Mal's like, well, I'm the only one up here. I'm the only one who can do this. So I should just do it. If uh, you are rooting through things without leaving the shadows, then you are at a negative. I would like you to remove two from your dice pool because it's harder to look when you're also concentrating on not being seen. If you'd like to be visible, you can remove those two dice. Um, Are there any cameras in here? Nope. I think I'll... I think I'll stay hidden for now. Okay. Take your negative two dice pool to your wits plus awareness roll. Okay, there we go. Brain could not. Three successes. You find... Um, give me one second.
You find a book, um, incredibly old, made of some sort of vellum, although it resembles a touch of human skin across its brown tanned uh, surface. The pages are incredibly old, ancient. In fact, it feels wrong to touch. Um, and this is tucked away uh, in a very um, indiscreet portion of the bookcases along his walls. Um, and it reads uh, in Latin, um, does, uh, do you think Mal would have any understanding of Latin? They were Catholic for a hot second, so maybe a word or two, but not in any kind of... Okay. Uh, if you'd like to, you can make a plain wits plus academics to at least guess uh, at what you're reading. Cool. Let's see. One success. Uh, you can't negotiate the actual title to this book. It's written in, uh, in a language that you do not fully understand, but it seems incredibly important um, and strikes you as something worth taking. Um, in addition, uh, you find a lamp. Um that lamp is uh, incredibly old. It's made of brass. Uh, it is it is lined by the Greek letters chai and rho, and that's something you might recognize from uh, from the Greek alphabet. I think that uh, Mal might have a loose understanding of that, especially with chai. Um, and it is incredibly well guarded in this crate that is still cushioned inside uh, and was placed by the bed itself um and it looks incredibly well guarded after uh and it is displayed in a glass cell almost uh with a lock on it uh that is electronic itself it has a keypad um I think Mal definitely takes the book and looks at the the lamp. How how big is the lamp? Is it like a like a standing lamp or a, like a lantern kind of a lamp? It's like a lantern. It's something you could definitely hold in your hands. Are you looking at it uh, extensively? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think I think Mal realizes that like they've got one thing. And it's probably not going to be easy to maneuver their way back downstairs to. As you consider the lamp, even just glancing at it, I'd like you to make a frenzy test. Oh, shit. Oh, That'll shit. be uh, your willpower plus a third of your humanity rounded down. It's a kindred genie. Seven. Kindred genie in a bottle, baby. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Three, four, five. One, two, three. Um, okay. So I have, I guess, 
four, five. I have six, but one of them is a messy critic. Okay, so I got this fangy boy and then a ten, which would be four, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, you succeed. Um, yeah, there is this primeval being in you, uh, the place that understands the darkness that runs throughout you, the, the voice that controls uh, the black in your heart. Um, and even that voice begins to recede from what you're looking at. Uh, your messy critical is to flee the room immediately. I'm out. Okay. I think I think the consideration is there to take the to take the lamp, and then feeling that feeling wash through them. It's just an instinctual, pff, just blast off. Absolutely. Uh, give me a stealth check for running yourself back down to the party, uh, but I want you to take a negative three dice to your pool because you cannot control the speed at which you flee. Cool. So a negative. So it's deck stealth. Stealth, and then the two from Oblivion. And then minus three to whatever that pool is. Okay, I'll just get the whole pool and then I'll separate everything. Out. And then three out. One, two, three. Okay. One success. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, back downstairs. Champagne Pudinesca in the library in front of Enoch and uh, Burroughs. Okay. Burroughs, how far into a pulp do you destroy Enoch uh, or in reverse? Um, Champagne Burroughs. is clearly demanding blood. Yeah. Um, um, fuck. All well here. So, and to understand clearly, um, Rothstein Jr. walked out the same door that Kern walked out of. Yes, which is like a secondary room we haven't seen yet, right? So no, it is back into the main uh, lobby of the party. Okay. And uh, Champagne can is standing in a corner, looking uh, at much his like clothes. a cuckold. He is enjoying the fight that he's watching. Well, that's not fucking helpful now, is it? We need to get to Kern because I have a seeking suspicion that he's the important guest of the show. We need to get to Kern. I am going to be like, all right, you know, get get on your feet, man. Get on your feet. I'm going to give him a second to stand. And and I'm going to position myself where Enoch's back is to the door that Rothstein walked out of. Okay. Kind of like walking around with my fists up. Beautiful. Loose like a puppy. You're, you're gonna stand. Yep. All right. I'm gonna go run at Enoch, like grab him and like pick him up and run out the door. Like if I'm like, sure. Uh, like I'm gonna pile him into the wall or something, and I just go out the door instead. Okay, back into the main proper of the party. Yeah, in the I'm direction going, Junior and Kurt. I'm fine with this. Yes, I'm looking for Kurt. Okay. Um. <laughs> Go ahead and make a strength plus athletics for uh, just how far you take him through this door. Okay. Strength and athletics. Um, I'm going to rouse the blood. Got it. Uh, I succeed, which means I don't get hungrier. 
but I can use another die, right? That's the yep. whole idea. You Here add on to your attribute, yeah. Here we Equal go. Equal to your blood potency. Uh, that's uh, two successes. Two successes. Yeah, you more than welcome to take him straight through the door. Champagne Just screaming, is ah! <laughs> cheering wow. behind you, and the two armed guards get clear out of the way. Uh, they've been staved off by Champagne's hand. And as you come through, breaking through that front door, the other guards on the other side poise their guns until Champagne comes out and puts out his hands. And immediately, you're barreling through this group of guests that were positioned outside of the door, hoping to get some amount of uh, play with the bigger higher-ups. And you're cascading through a woman that was dining off a blood doll, and there's this huge push of maybe eight people that have been discarded by the the push of your uh, beings through the crowd. Yes, Enoch. At this point, I'm a little embarrassed. Silence of death to try to mitigate the embarrassment. I see. (laughs) There is a sudden crash of glasses that stops the second that it starts as uh, downstairs uh, Niles um, and Sybil, if you'd like to assume it was a quickie, um, hear like this suddenly a huge crash that is then deafened instantly as on the edge of the balcony, Enoch is set into the marble and Burroughs kind of huddled over him um, and they are scrapping on top of each other on the clear uh, second balcony of the second floor. Is uh, Kerr within view? Go ahead and make me a wits plus awareness for anyone that is looking for Kerr at this moment. Here we go. Can I just make a general awareness check? Yeah, I don't absolutely. know about core. Yeah. Uh, but I've been lurking in the crowd. Three successes for me. Okay. One success. <laughs> One success. Okay. Is it wit? I'm sorry. Wits for three and wits, awareness. Wits and awareness. Three successes. We've got a total of seven so far. One success. One success, a total of eight. We'll say that Burroughs with the clearest line of sight is the first to notice, followed by Sybil, and then alerted to their two partners. The four of you have an understanding that straight through those open, massive double doors into the main courtyard, maybe 80 feet from the front door, Kerr is making a slow saunter towards the gate of the estate, looking to leave, you'd guess. Can uh, I? Is, real quick, is Enoch invisible? Enoch no, is not invisible. He's inaudible. silent. Yes. Everything that's Got happened it. to all of you has been deafened of sound as to not draw attention. Although, how it works, who knows? Go ahead, Niles. Uh, can I send spoons? Because I bet spoons is still perching. Can I see? Can I have spoons follow Kerr? And then can I start making my way slowly out? Because I have my bike. Sure. Um, Are you trying... um, How close is Spoons getting? Uh, Spoons is going to be far up above as if a bird is, like, you know, flying around. Okay. Yeah, but not close at all. Spoons' attempt is to stay within line of sight of Kirk. Yeah, just to keep an eye... You see where he's going. Okay. Go ahead and make a wits plus awareness plus your animalism. Uh, wits, awareness. 
two successes, sir. Two successes. Two successes. Um, okay. Before a major change, you do connect with spoons. There is a feeling again that there is this mass of things off of to the side of the estate past the main wall. That same level of heartbeats that spoons had sensed earlier. But now it is mobilizing. You can tell that whatever that is, the 30, 40, 50 heartbeats that are moving out there in the desert past the main walls, they're beginning to mobilize north towards the entrance and exit to the estate. Um, that is the first thing that comes to your senses. Spoons then clocks in on uh, Kerr, and you can feel this animalistic watch as Spoons zones in on its target and begins to circle as a crow might. Um, and then there is a disconnection of your famulus. Uh, I need you to make a uh, animalism plus dexterity plus athletics to see if Spoons can escape. What did you <laughs> Sorry. Animalism, dexterity. And, and athletics. And it's like they're coming across like a whole bunch of living things? Yes. That's on the yeah. floor. Oh, fuck. Two successes. Okay. You feel a, a sudden rip from your vision into spoons and that uh, control of the aura there, the connection that you feel with Famulus suddenly weakens. The last time that you felt something like this was in the back parking lot of a bar that you certainly were not invited to where Spoons nearly lost his life trying to save you. And there's this sudden disconnect, like piano strings being plucked, snapped, and pulled free from the instrument. Keys no longer play. And for a moment, you're not even sure that Spoons is there. I run towards where Spoons is. Okay. So you throw a beeline in your pursuit of the bike that you've parked out on the streets and you're just trying to find wherever Spoons might have lost connection. Go ahead and make a wits plus awareness. You have willpower, right? No, I do not. I have two willpower. You could always have zero. What's the cost of losing willpower like that? How much do you love spoons? I love spoons fucking a lot. Um, fuck. Yeah, I will... I will take one willpower because I can reroll. All the other fails, I can't do the hunger dice. I've, I have to use my last willpower because that's it. That's all I got. Okay. One success. Okay. So, zero willpower is a tricky thing. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually a complete lack of ability to continue any immediate action for the loss of will, of spirituality, of connection, of use, of energy. You can role play however that may be um, for now until Niles reserves some form of rest or recollection of that willpower, Niles will be unable to participate in major roles. We can decide for ourselves what that means, but I think that we can decide as we go. Um, As for spoons, we're going to decide some things. Don't show me that box, Caleb. (laughs) Sometimes I have. Look, you can't kill off spoons. They're a beloved character. Not my boy. Not but Caleb. how else can I build my villains? Not my boy. Caleb. Boy. Niles. Yes. The third building of the massive estate. Right uh, of where Kerr is currently walking. Uh, discarded in the lawn um, clearly hurt upon the impact as well as the wound is the small barely perceptible fluttering crow's wing a wing you made yourself and you can feel suddenly the thin barely there thread that holds puppet to puppeteer the famulus is still alive and spoons still plays at that string. But as you get closer and closer, you begin to realize the damage. Where one wing that you created is still there, the other is separated entirely from the body. And it seems that the beak has taken damage on the way down, and you can see further into the bird's musculature than you have ever seen before. One eye has gone a glossy half-white and has been lost. And the body itself is mangled, hurt. But it still flaps, still moves, still breathes, still clicks, even calls to you as you get closer. Spoons is still here. If you can act fast, if you can do what you've done before, maybe. Maybe they'll stay with us. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, Niles is... Yeah, Niles just kind of gets down next to Spoons. And they're like... They want to try to be as gentle as they can with him. And is whispering just, you know, as sweetly as possible that it's just going to be Okay. And Niles is going to take them and use, if I can, use Fleshcraft to try to put Spoons back together. Absolutely. Uh, Build your greatest pool with Fleshcraft and let's see if we can give Spoons back. His one good eye never leaves you the entire time. And you have this sense through this connection, no matter what, he is watching with you. And even in this moment, this loss... You can feel the love permeating throughout this bird for you. 
So what do um, I use? Um, what I have for fleshcraft and what? Um, let's uh, build a good pool for you. Let's call this uh, wits plus. Let's call this wits plus fleshcraft. And you know what? Go ahead and add in uh, the animalism from Spoon's connection with you. Three successes. Three successes. I believe Fleshcraft requires me to do a rouse check as well. I believe it does. I failed the rouse check, so I am out hunger two. Hunger two. Understood. With three successes, we will say that you have given Spoons a fighting chance, and that while he is out of this conflict, you have crafted enough of a solution that Spoons will survive this. What does this look like, Niles? I have to reattach the wing. That's the main part. Um, I'm going to try to straighten out the beak as much as possible. And... um, Yeah, like it, it just like extend his body out because he's been mangled. If it may, it requires him to be a little bit larger than he already is, then yes. And okay. if I have the opportunity to provide any additional protection to him towards his, you know, all around his uh, chest area and to his beak, I'd like to do that as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, we we can assume that's put forward and we can discuss as a, at a later date the major changes that will be put through because I do not think this is a simple process. This is a band-aid to a situation. Yeah. But Spoons is alive enough that he is looking at you with even more love and that string begins to thrum even harder. Uh, enough that you can feel he's stabilized to some degree. For the rest of you, uh, that's the situation. Uh, we are looking at Niles is caught in the uh, courtyard there, um, and uh, we are looking at uh, Kerr still walking towards the exit gate. Are there any other actions that would like to take place while Niles is tending to spoons? So I've got Allison a, at the bottom first. Quick, quick timeout just for a second. Like so. We feel like we probably need to get to Kerr because that's like the one person that we haven't investigated. We have, you know, although they seem super important. So, like, I think all eyes need to get to Kerr. The problem is, is that I've got champagne on me and I'm worried that if I walk to Kerr, he's going to follow and I don't want to do that. So Um. what Burroughs is going to do while the rest of you do something is I think he's just going to like pick Enoch up dust him off and be like hey you're not worth it man and turn him around and like push him off me and then I'm gonna go to Champagne and just be like you know what I don't feel like kicking somebody's ass I feel like hanging out with you how about how about we drink some man and I'm just gonna try to just engage Champagne he seems okay. to like me I'm hoping I can bank on that I, I would like that. to I would like to point out that Silence of Death is still on so all of that was completely <laughs> muted it is like like when you've been at a concert too long and your ears have died it is like a weird bass rumble 
Um, <laughs> you barely make out that Burroughs is letting you free, Enoch, but you do get the sense. Um, Burroughs, I'm going to need from you to make a persuasion plus charisma with champagne to keep him busy. Okay. Persuasion charisma. Want to burn a willpower? Paste four. That's six total. Six no, total. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, six. Six. Okay. I'll, I'll pull a, a you know a, a blood doll over and let's drink together, man. I want to get to know you. Then we can work on uh, getting that chick upstairs you mentioned. <laughs> you know what? Okay. You and I, we, we can do this together. Since the Countess is already taking care of her, I, I figure I could show you a few things. Uh, but I don't drink... Uh, I'm some years sober at this point. Instead, let me uh, let me show you something. You got uh, some some secret you want to show me? Yeah, let me take you uh, down to the basement. Let me show you some of my rooms. Well, I don't know about that. I need to be kind of properly properly in the mood for that. Um, you, oh, I, you like to sing much? I'm not much for singing. Not my deal. Are you denying a little opportunity to see what I am really good at? Uh, hell, you only live, you only die once, right? Sure, yeah. sure. You ever heard of a brazen bull? Brazen bull sounds like a sounds like a wrestling move. <laughs> you won't wrestle out of this one. Why don't you come with me? And he starts right. to move uh, downstairs. And to the left through a service entrance that he kind of ushers you through. This service entrance, is it a door? Is it a, what, what, what is it? It's a door that leads out into a hallway where a lot of like the butlers and such are moving in from the kitchen. Um, but it's it's a door that he holds open for you. It's a door it's, and it has a knob or a handle? Or like uh, a, uh, a knob. Okay. Um... I am going to get to the door. I'm going to pull out my samurai sword and I'm going to try to slice his eyes off so he can't see me. <laughs> Wait a second. I love when Sergio goes chaotic. I fucking love it. Just Wait a minute. Because it never happens. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna blind the son of a bitch. Blind, You're put an blinding. Escar. Okay. You know All right. What? Um, make a make a melee with your new specialization in samurai yes. sword. Hey. Plus, um, what do you think? Is this a fast swipe or is this as hard as you fucking can? I think it's as hard as I can. I need to scratch those eyes out. It's more okay. Of I want I you can. to know if you roll a messy critical, I'm going to stick this sword in his eyes. You're gonna have Fine. to pull it out. Sounds fun to me. Stick Only if I die, here we go. Stick. Uh, I'm gonna burn another willpower. Uh, Please do. Stand by. Ooh, okay. Uh, 
Uh, I got it, on my hunger die. I got a ten. Is that a messy critical? Is it a hun- well, yes? So then that's a. Total if it was of, on your hunger die and it's a ten, that is a messy critical. That's a total of six. Okay. <laughs> you absolutely remove the eyes of Champagne Pudinesca, and it is a clean swipe into his face. But the trouble is, is the service door that is sh- just shut behind you. You're, you're sort of bonked into the back by some of the butlers. The door is still shut. No one witnesses this. But the sheer force of the service member into your back shoves the sword further into Pudinesca than you intended to. Okay. And you can tell that after it is past the left orbital, it goes immediately into the right so far that that sword is sticking out the other side of his head, or at least is embedded off of the side, um, <coughs> like completely botched through. Uh, you are in a situation where you can either remove the sword for, from his head or leave um, HH's uh, gift embedded in the skull of Champagne Pudinesca as you run away. What I want to do is I want to leave Pudinesca blind in here, and if I can, block that door. Is it immediately apparent that I can go through it? Like, is there a broom? Is there anything? Is there a chair? Is there yeah, anything I'll, that I'll I can say, brace against that door? There's definitely a chair that's set out there that the service workers will use when they're tired of being on their feet for too long. I'm just trying to buy us time. I'll get another samurai sword. I'm going to grab a chair, go through the door out the way that I came in, and I'm going to prop it up against the door, whatever fashion I need to do to make sure it can't be opened, and I'm running the fuck out of there to warn everybody it's time to go. Okay. Go ahead and make a uh, wits plus athletics to see this done correctly and quickly. Oh, man. I'm going to rouse the blood. I got to rouse the blood. Yeah. That's not a success. I get hungrier. Does that mean I still can't do it or I just get hungry? No, you can still do it. You're just hungrier. Anytime you have to arouse check, you still, you always do it. It's just whether you get hungry or not. It's three successes. Three successes. You get that uh, chair propped. You are busting it out into the foyer. Are you making for the door with Kerr? I'm making for the door with Kerr. Probably to baby blue is really where I'm heading. And I'm hoping that I see some of my allies on the way. Yes, um, I imagine Enoch, Sybil um, are still within sight. As you break into the crowd, though, you hear the shattering, splintering of wood as one hand reaches through the door past the chair, splintering through the center of a very expensive door. And you can just read on the hand, son of... um, And it seems that while blind, he is still capable enough... The, the beast is still at your back as you start to move. Sybil and uh, Enoch within view. Niles out on the lawn. Mal, we will assume you have come down to the second floor. Allison, uh, w- would you be down here on the, the first floor as well? What's happening with Allison? I was going to say, I would have tried to hippity-hoppity on the balconies. <laughs> like Down ooh. to the actual floor, onto the lawn? I, I At that point, yeah, because uh, at that point, I'm like, it's time to go, right? Hell yeah. Let's That's say right. there's no danger, because for whatever reason, the Countess has just allowed you to live, um, I, and you have made it down to the grass. So, 
Burroughs, Sybil, Enoch, Allison, Mal, are you down there as well? Uh, yes, I think at that point I've, I've come down and I'm trying to just find either Niles, Sib, or Burroughs. You find them. Like are, there any, are there any actions here? I want to, if, especially if outside is the same direction as Mokur, I would like to um, try to incite the wasps with feral whispers. Oh, is okay. it Mokur? No, not no, Mokur. Sorry, Kerr. My bad. Oh, I was like, have no. I missed something? <laughs> no, Kerr. <laughs> Molus yeah, Kerr. This is Kerr like the dog. Mokur is someone different. And I will say, I did not fuck up with names this time. I know I use a no. lot of similar uh, names. You've been doing that, good. Uh, Vince chose Mokur. Okay, it just happened that Kerr already <laughs> existed. <laughs> But yes, no, I want to find a way to incite the wasps enough to get him to stop. Mm, if I get incapacitated, okay. that'd be great. But just enough yeah. to get him to pause. Beautiful. Uh, so it builds a pool off of that discipline, yes? Yes. Um, it's manipulation and animalism. Uh, is there is a contested version? No. Okay. No. Unless you want there to be. No. Oh, bless God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to spend a willpower because... Okay, that's fine. That's uh, four successes. And I get hungrier, which isn't great, but that's fine. Four successes. And you are trying to incite the wasps to attack Kerr. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just, yeah, I want to knock him off his rhythm a little bit. Where are you in position when this happens? I am probably like 30 or 40 feet behind him, depending on how fast he was moving. I was already going towards him, but I was still like at the entrance or the exit of the house. You take five superficial damage as a swarm of wasps uh, incite into the air, uh, grown entirely feral, and begin to peck at your face immediately. Um, You are instinctively shielded at the eyes, but that is what they're going for instinctually. Um, And you can feel the sheer sharp bits of pain as their stingers uh, embed themselves into almost every inch of your flesh as you're fighting off uh, a visceral swarm of these beasts uh, that have descended upon you almost as soon as the idea to incite them has begun. And so to be clear, Sybil is now like by Kerr? We're, you said you were maybe 30 feet, right? Was, was I right yeah. in that distinction? Yeah. Okay. So okay. consider 30 feet from yeah. Kerr. And I will point out that even in this moment, as you guys are watching Sybil be swarmed by these wasps, Kerr has not stopped in his gait. He has not sped up. He is taking small jackbooted steps towards the exit and is maybe moving at an old folks pace and has not even turned back to look at you. Is it easier to see on his body? Is it clear that he's carrying anything or is there anything revealed from this loss of insects? 
Go ahead and make a wits plus awareness. Do remember he has a big trench coat on, so it can be a little bit difficult. Caleb, because Allison. I came, because I came through, because I was like hippity hopping down. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm right by the group. Like if I came through the side of the building, would I actually be able to intercept Kerr? Yeah, if you would like to be close enough to get to Kerr, I would love for you to do that. Let's do uh, it. What do you have planned? Uh, I'm assuming because of the texting. I haven't because uh, that's how I've been keeping up, and I was getting all this, but I believe that's what was exchanged to me if I'm correct or not and then I would have been like <clears throat> I see him and I'm gonna just kind of catch up and clock in and try to turn on a charm very quick and on my all okay beautiful what do we have for wits and awareness three successes three successes um I would say that you'd notice there is a discernible difference in the shape to his coat and even under the limited uh, street light lamps uh, that line out the front of the uh, estate that you could make out a rectangular shape uh, underneath his coat. As I am beelining it towards him, I am texting everyone as fast as my little fingers can, get to Kerr, he's got it. Is there any chance that I can tell that we're going after Kerr? Oh, sorry, Aaron. No, you go ahead. Yes. Okay. Then I'd like to do a thing. Okay. Um, Before we get to that thing, Enoch, do you have something? Oh, I was just going to point out that I am still silenced of death. Okay. Deathed. I suppose it's a verb now. And I would like to be trying to sneak up behind Moker with my fancy torpor-inducing knife. Moker. Kerr. Excuse me. Kerr. You're going to stab him with a knife? No, I'm sneaking up with him with my knife. Okay. Uh, Mal, what are you doing? I would like to use Umbrus uh, Umbrus Clutch, which reads, uh, the user creates a temporary gate out of the victim's own shadow, causing them to fall through oblivion and into the waiting arms of the user. Okay. So I would like... Is there a contested role for that? It doesn't say that there is, but I'm not looking at the full. I just have the the online. Do me a friend. favor. Look at the full and see okay. if there's a uh, a catch to that. In the meantime, could I get a stealth? That's dexterity plus stealth for Enoch on sneaking up. And dexterity. do I need to roll up to see how like I can get to him? Um, I just want to. Yeah, let's concede that right now. Allison, I... you round up uh, and find him moving at a slow pace. It's not as though he's uh, uh, built anything up. Okay. Point, point of order. Am I using obfuscate in this in this pool at all? Go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to turn on uh, like the awe really quick just to give me that little extra bump in you know, presence. Now I'll be like, <clears throat> now... Where have you been? Finally, someone I actually want to speak to this whole night. Okay. Um, go ahead and make me a charisma plus persuasion roll. No, I might got, be able to turn this around. I just got the most confusing roll of my life. That sounds very us. <laughs> Caleb, can you remind me which bit book Lissandra's in? Um, Chicago by night. I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
I cannot wait for that player's guide to come out, and then it will have all our disciplines in the same book. That'd be lovely. Okay, so uh, twos, two tens equals... Four. Four. So plus the two I have, six. Not bad. Charm, baby. Meanwhile, I got, and I'm very sorry to report this, one ten on my hunger die and uh-huh. one one on my hunger die. So you have one success, but one if you didn't succeed, you have a... And one critical fail on a hunger die. Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that is something, I think. Uh, Allison, he no. does not even regard you. That's fair. Um, he doesn't even look at you. He doesn't even re- like recognize that you exist and continues to walk. Mal, I really need to know if that's a contested role or not, because I, whether or not yours works decides a lot of things for what's going to happen to Enoch right now. Sure. God. I'm in the document where I'm supposed to find it. Um, mm-hmm. It costs a rouse check and I gain a stain, apparently. Yeah, that removes humanity. Cool. That's fun to know. Um, Now's the time to use it, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I have to roll Wits plus Oblivion versus Dexterity Wits. So, versus my Dexterity Wits? Yes. Okay. That's Your Dexterity what Wits, I my Wits Oblivion. He does not seem very dexterous. Oh, I need to roll my Rouse check. I fail, so I get hungrier. Now that I know where this is, I'll keep it up more than I All do good. Find one. Not a big deal. Um, two, three, and four. I'm gonna use one of my last willpower to reroll three. I have okay. one left. Does that you have one willpower? One. Left. one. Yeah. Six successes. And what happens uh, if this fails for you? Does it say? If it fails for me? Yeah. Um, to maneuver the victim's shadow beneath them, creating a supernatural rift, they appear to fall at the storyteller's discretion. Stationary victim not paying attention will automatically be caught. The victim caught by this power will reappear falling out of shadows cast by the user with similar powers. The power doesn't work if the caster is without a shadow. An unprepared mortal victim will be terrified and likely catatonic while a vampire must test fury or fear frenzy. Storyteller's choice. That's difficult for. So it really only affects if uh, it succeeded. Um, your pool was six, correct? That was six I, successes. I got six successes. I have nine successes. Holy fuck! Um, it doesn't work. You reach through, and your hand disappears into shadow and appears over his. 
um, and wrenching in at his soul, you focus all of that power, all of that oblivion on bringing him to you. And the tug, the pull, the huge amount of energy that comes out of your body pulls at nothing. It's like trying to pull the world. Uh, he resists entirely. What? And the then hell? turns on a dime to find Enoch sneaking up on him with his knife. Uh-oh. Oh, God damn it. Um, Enoch, I believe you're sneaking up aggressively, right? Knife is drawn. Uh, I mean, at this point, he's a direct threat to every, the only thing I care about. So, yes. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's decide this then. I'm going to allow you to roll first with your knife. I'm assuming that's melee combat. It will be melee plus dexterity. Uh, which I'm not great at. Oh, God. How can we lend help? There's yes. got to be some way we can lend yes. help. Wait, no, First I'm okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay. I forgot I had two dots in melee. I still yeah. think you should rouse the blood. I will rouse the blood. Maybe two's enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will rouse the blood. Is there like a... Success. Girlfriend don't connection? Get I don't know. Um, there is a girlfriend connection. You're Holy going to shit. feel it when he dies in a few minutes. Oh, fuck. Uh, Success. Don't get hungrier. Rouse okay. my dexterity, which gives me an extra dot. That's good so enough. Three dexterity. And that's good. Two. So this is a pool of... Five. Oh. Um, okay. If I'm dragging my words out, it's because I'm praying that somebody will have something to add. I. Uh, 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 would my would my like shadow catching him have been any kind of a distraction? Would it have put him like? If it had stumbled? worked, absolutely. Wait. Fuck. But because the nature of that thing is pulling him through oblivion, right? Since he was not pulled, nothing happens. Imagine it's oh. like, like a spell in uh, mm. a wizard game. We're not going to mention. Uh, um, disintegrate either happens or it doesn't. Right. Caleb, is there any way? Because if I'm sensing any kind of hint of danger, especially towards him, is there mm-hmm. a way I can like kind of just like grab at him or get in between it or like just try to tackle him out the way? You're getting between Kerr yeah. and Enoch yes. and yes. the knife. I'm going Enoch to... is in the middle of stabbing, though. That's the I'm going to try to grab him out. Grab out. Enoch out. Like, just kind of like, you know, like if the kid's on a, like a train track, you're not going to pick him up. You're going to just hopefully the momentum could both of you knock yourselves off. I will allow this to happen rolls. as oh, long no. as Enoch is okay taking negatives to his no. dice pool for stabbing. I feel oh, like that's no, a really no, bad no. idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I want to remind all of you, I think there may have been some confusion over this knife previously. I'm going to speak purely in an OOC way because I do want to make sure that we stay safe as players at the table. Previously, in character, we have posited that this is a fast track to torpor. Yeah. But what the prince truly meant is that it is a fast track to final death. This is a knife that invites final death upon its user if it is used on the heart. I want to stress this because truly no. this could be a situation I do not where understand either that. <laughs> Kerr dies or you die. 
I did not understand that. No. Um, fuck, if he man. doesn't stab him in the heart, does it put him in torpor or no? I guess we'll see. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh. Yeah. It's down to whether you want your character to die or not, you know, because I just don't. I, I have no way of helping you other than to that. try to distract him, but that's probably not going to work. I mean, I. Believe... I... I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I believe we're ahead. at five successes. Do well, you have anything to say? I don't think he's rolled. No, yet. I haven't rolled oh. yet. I have five. Okay. I have a pool of a five. Fuck. You you can change your action with this information because I realized that we had a misunderstanding on how this thing works. And originally I thought, well, you know what? They'll eventually find out and it'll be cutesy because then they'll realize how powerful the thing is they have. And now we're using it. And I realized maybe we should update that. Now, okay, well. I mean, it uh, would be pretty cool to kill him. <laughs> I don't but think that's what's going to happen here. You won't. I was going to say. Yeah. So I now the question is is I'm assuming Enoch well I'm assuming Enoch understands that. I would give that to Enoch, yes. He was explained the knife by the prince. <sighs> to which he explained fast tracks past torpor. But Allison is in danger. That's true too. Oh, I yes. think I gotta do it. Okay. Okay, I think I gotta do it, but if someone is gonna try to do something to stop me, I will I will stop them from stopping me, you know? Okay. <laughs> Let's get your five dice pool. <laughs> Amanda, you said that you were going to push him out of the way. Are you going to commit I, I, to that? I, 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 I have. It's like, I can't. It's like, because it's, yeah, no, I have to. I'm going to try to okay. dive him to get him out the way. Okay. So you are going to take a negative two to your dice pool to stab. Allison, you are simultaneously going to give us a dexterity plus athletics to get okay. Enoch out of the way. Okay. All right, I'm rolling. I'm rolling too. One success. Oh my God, Eric. Wait, willpower? Willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Willpower. Yes. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> shit, one success. Okay, willpower. Three successes. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Nope, rolling another. Hold on, willpower. Bitch, yes! Okay, so I got two of that, so that's four plus another two, six. Damn. Six for getting him out of the way. Beautiful. That is the fucking power of love right there. And Enoch, we I have love. three for successfully stabbing, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I just want to make sure there's no messy criticals or none, none of that bullshit I, I have some to of deal the, with. No, none of them are tens. Okay, good. Hmm. I want to throw up. This is the coffin, my friends. This is Kerr's retaliation. Oh. Um, Has enough time passed that I can try to touch of oblivion him? No. I didn't think so. Yeah, this is all like happening right now. Yeah, I figured. I had to try. Oh, God. Enoch, fuck. You feel the cold air of Nevada seep through 
to the gaping wound formed at the now severed elbow as you suffer two aggravated damage and the arm with the knife is severed at the halfway point um Kerr is now holding your disembodied arm knife still clutched in fist and as uh, Allison collides with you tackling through it served as the severing point that may have just saved your life as you are cascaded across the lawn as this hulking figure stands over the breath of this courtyard staring at the many who have made attempts at his life in the last few moments. He turns to all of you. And vanishes. Yeah. Fuck. God damn it. Does anyone have any ability to see the invisible? Sense the unseen. (laughs) I'm gonna use sense the beast. Now, do uh, does sense the unseen have a contested role, or does it happen automatically? Let me look at that. Obuske, uh, where are you? Oh, this is this is not Obuske. This is what the fuck am I, am I doing? Um, so since the unseen, it is, uh, it just says wits plus aspects against a difficulty of your choosing. Beautiful. Go ahead. Uh, and I believe the same would be true of Sybil. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to use eyes of the beast. That means I can like, it says I can see in the darkness, but not that I can't see through like invisibility. Okay. So I believe this comes down to Enoch's aspects then. Yeah. Which is a pool of seven. You'll need it. One success. Kerr is nowhere to be seen. And with him goes Enoch's arm, the knife, and possibly the key. The rest of you are left on the courtyard to the Hikata estate with the Rothsteins behind you and what looks to be a mobilizing force of guards with Champagne Pudinesca blinded hands still clutching to his face priming out the front door followed by the Countess and they begin to be moving into the crowds that you all occupy now it doesn't seem that they have an understanding of what's happening yet but sticking around seems as though it would give them a very easy answer that they may still come to later by themselves. I'm, I'm going to grab Enoch and run to Baby Blue. Understood. Get the yeah. fuck out. We're going. Are we all making for Baby Blue? Can I move? Yes, you may. Uh, the The loss of willpower is one that prevents you from large action. You can still take actions that would survive your life, but uh, things like going up against Kerr would be just un- unavailable for you right now. So you and can just move to be, with spoons. Just to be clear, I stepped out for a second. Nobody can see Kerr. 
No, no yeah, no. Okay, he, he we're was gone. Totally gone. We're gone. We, yeah. we there was an attempt, but unfortunately, Enoch only succeeded with one success. So it, it did not uh, prove fruitful. You all pack into Baby Blue. Uh, it is revved on and moved out of the estate. Could I get a final drive roll from uh, Burroughs to decide if we can make it out of this place without being stopped by the Rothstein family? Drive plus charisma. Drive plus dexterity. Composure? Wait. What about composure? Drive like plus composure to... is perfectly yes. fine, especially okay. because you're trying to make sure that they Wait can't connect this to you. Maybe. Wait a minute. Caleb, I have yes. the doorman's number. Can I just say keep it open? Can that add a bonus? Sure. Come on. I, I left that Nate got that number for a reason. Armand! Add an extra die for Armand. I told you he'd come back. You want me to get rid of him? No. Never. That is six successes. With six successes, you make it out of the estate, through the gates, and down into the Valley of Fire, leaving the Hikata in your wake, and Kerr nowhere to be found. Whether this will have lasting ramifications with the Rothstein family, and whether they can pin all of this on you, in your presence, who knows? Whether the fight for the Lamia and Dino's life is still on the table, who knows? Whether you found the book that the Anarchs were still looking for, or it was left by the wayside, who knows? There are many questions, many answers, but none left in Las Vegas tonight. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Damn. Damn. Who knows? God fucking give it. Who knows?